Hello, craft beer drinkers, and welcome back to another volume of Craft Beer Chronicles. I'm one of your hosts, Shane, also known as the Beer Pope. Uh, and here to my left is the lovely, the sultry, my other co-host, <laughs> my co-host, Lee Samways. Hi, Lee. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're doing pretty good. And uh, for our third today is a very kind craft beer drinker. He's a good friend yeah. of ours who we do a lot of bottle shares with and just general kind of events. Uh, say hi to Nate Larson, everybody. L- Nate, say hi to the folks at home. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hi, Nate. <laughs> hi, Lee. How you, how's your guys' weekends going so far? Uh, it, it's, it's, I'm recovering. I'm recovering. Yeah. Things I'm, got out of pocket last night. I'm also recovering, but I think it's for a different reason than both of you. <laughs> okay. You went on a hike uh, or something? Uh, actually, yeah. I did my first 10K yesterday. Yeah, oh, I saw nice. I saw your guys' post. Yeah, yeah. We um, Miracle Miles for Kids. Um, 15th annual, uh, annual event. This is my first time doing it. It is a lovely event where you get to walk, run, jog, mm. go at your own pace from starting at the Morro Bay Rock all the way to the Cayucas Pier. There's nice. food and music and everything like that to celebrate. Um, yeah, it was a really fun time. Killer on my lower half. Oh, I bet. And it was just uh, fucking murderous. But uh, then we went up to Cambria and had some food and got to try try 927 Brewing Co. So that oh, was really fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing that post. Yeah. I, mean, I don't it, notice the other ones. I don't notice the athletic stuff, just the beer stuff. Oh, I didn't post <laughs> anything athletic. No, this was oh, afterwards. Okay. okay no, cool. we went and got... You got your victory beers. We got... Yeah. yeah, first we went and got mimosas. There's a place in Cambria oh. that does like $8 giant mimosas yeah. or like $25 like humongous ones. Like we, comically large? Yeah. We settled for the $8 one. It was it was alcoholic, um, mm. but it was right next to 927. They opened right after we left and went in and checked it out. Um, they use cupcake baking sheets... For their their oh, taster nice. holders, yes, yeah, it's like those. Stout Fest at uh, Spikes does that every year. So I thought that I thought that was really cool, really interesting. Um, yeah, it was it was a really neat place, and their beer was they had their Russian Imperial Stout smelled exactly like caramel, which was amazing. I I really enjoyed smelling it. Yeah, I don't think I've been up there, God, in probably eight nine years. Back when they're however old they were, yeah, they back really, when it was. Um, it was Cambria Ale House or yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. I can't quite put my finger on what it used to be called. I thought it was Anyways. something, yeah. So 927 you... is the, the prefix for the phone numbers in Cambria. Right. right. So. Yeah, that's kind of why we figured it out, because after the restaurant we went to, we saw it was 805-927, and I was like, Cambria's not that big. I bet that's why they called it 927. Yeah. yeah. So what are you guys recovering from? A four-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> High and times. You, and and <laughs> what, was on ta- what was on tap there? It was really, really rough. Um, I have, I'm in a little bit of a diabetic coma from birthday cake. Ooh. Uh, no, actually, there was too many adults and not enough four-year-olds. So it just turned into a... That seems to be the case these days. Most like kids' birthday parties I go to is actually just... I'm like, yeah, there's some kids over there. Yeah. yeah. Now we're just going to drink. <laughs> but they had a trampoline in the backyard, well, and that was that was it. That was the last you saw okay. of them. You, yeah. would, you would think, and I, I apologize to anywhere where this isn't true, but you think for every child that's at that birthday party, you've got two parents. That really want to drink. <laughs> that really don't want to be there. Like, sorry, Timmy, that's great. You're four. You won't remember this. I need I need a rum and coke. <laughs> yeah. And maybe enough rum and coke, so I don't remember it either. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what happened, yeah. Um, what about you, Nate? What would you do all weekend? Uh, well, like I was mentioning guys before, I got a little food poisoning, so I was a little out of it yesterday, and then was out at the Earth Day Festival for work, and realized that I have allergies, and it's pretty much an open field. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, after six hours of that, being kind of worn out, 
I'm like, let's just go drink for another seven hours. High <laughs> so on Benadryl and yeah, alcohol. yeah, pretty much. So it's we went a over good combination. Yeah, so we went over to our buddy's house, Brendan's house, and for a little get together. And of course, that kind of crowd is ah, beer, 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 beer. So that was a costume party, right? Yeah, yeah, the Mad Hatter party. How did how how the costumes look? Good, good. I was I wanted to go to that, yeah. but I had that birthday party to go to, but. Part of it was like, I can't think of a cool costume to wear to this thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, a Mad Hatter and like kind of scary and twisted a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And you, it, you dressed up as Alice's parents. You weren't there. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. There you <laughs> go. Holy Jesus. Um, no, it was, it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. The, you know, of course, it's, the women tended to dress up a lot more than the guys. Um, right, right. That was a little happenstance for most of us, for the guys. But no, it was a, it was a blast. Cool. It oh. always is. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, before we start getting into the news, I figured we'd do a discussion with you, Nate. How did you get into craft beer? Like, what was your beer that got you hooked? Mm. Um, just what has gotten you into this culture and this hobby and has led you here today in front of one of our microphones? <laughs> well, honestly, you know, I've told this story to some people. Is I didn't really get into beer until later. Like, I was, when I was growing up, it was always the idea of wine and brandies and in homemade liqueurs of some sort, fancy pants, stuff. fancy pants stuff. Yeah. But when my dad would always talk about beer, cause he was stationed in Europe in the air force. And he was a kid. He always talked about beer was always English bitters. It was never really being raised up. I'm like, Oh yeah, you go out in the backyard with a couple of Budweiser's and that right. never was the case. And so that, that the idea of what beer was, was always more European bent. And so when I started, I'm like, Hey, I want to check out beer. I started, you know, with pilsners and English bitters. And I drank a crap ton of really bad skunked pilsners, <laughs> a lot of Stella, you know, you never of, did the, uh, the Coors light thing. No, the Coronas. I like, I literally had my first bud light last year when we were at JBF. Wow. Because they, that's all they served at, at uh, mile high. So we can see the Broncos while we're out there. And that was my first time having a bud light or a Budweiser ever. Yeah. Not even out of curiosity no. or anything. I just, because I didn't need ever. to. And you're, how old? I'm sorry. I turned 40 this last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I've never met a person who hasn't. No. Well, so have you ever had uh, like, like cores then? I had had some cores, <laughs> especially because I'm, I'm from Colorado originally. And so the idea it's on the American beer side, it was always going to be cores. It was never Budweiser. Yep. It was, it would have been sacrilegious to ever even think about <laughs> drinking Budweiser. So for me, it was the cores, but the really idea, of course, with the relationship with my dad being stronger towards like kind of beer or alcohol, that really gravitates for that. So I started drinking these European styles, started dabbling in Belgian ales, uh, fell in love with some quads and dubels and triples and just like was over the hill or over the moon. Monsters. Me. I mean, big beers, big beers, big flavorful beers. Yeah. yeah. A lot of character, interesting, yeah. and because I had when I was you know at that age in my tw- early twenties, I was really into wine, and so that's that re- that really good relationship is always going from like red wines to those big Belgian beers is always pretty easy because it's just. Were you living out here in your early twenties? Yeah, and so you were in wine country. Kind oh of yeah, yeah. No, so, I've lived on the Central Coast since I was three. Okay, so you were totally yeah you know in the mix. Yeah, no, we loved we go to we go to wineries all the time and. So then I had a buddy that actually lived in Green Bay and he was, I was chatting with him and knew him from online forums or something or another. 
and he was talking, we were talking about beer and he said, well, if you like that stuff, you should really try Unibrew out of Quebec. Mm-hmm. And so that was like one of my big aha beers was Le Fin du Mont, which is like drank that beer. And it was like, it was that moment. Like you have that, that spark and you go like, Oh, hell yeah. You got to write that down, Shane. So we know what to binge bong bail for him. Oh God. Oh my gosh. No, I, We'll 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 bring it up later. We'll see what we we'll see what we can do because we might get more out of him. Oh of, man, might we? Okay. Yeah. Beers, beers I can pronounce a lot easier. La <laughs> um, uh, So then it was I started really getting into that stuff, and then I'm like, let's check out beer. And, you know, like now this is probably you know early thousand two thousands kind of thing, and I started looking at stuff lo- more locally, and then I'm like, oh hey, let's try the center of Pale Ale. Let's try that pale ale. So I had not really been in a pale ale. Like I had, there was a, some Belgian pales and stuff like that that I had tried, but that's totally yeah, different. Yeah, that's than, a big change. Yeah. So I'm like, I try it and I went, holy crap, because it's got that big floral. It's 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 just it's a big beer too. It's in, in your face. Terms of flavor, yeah. yeah. It's not big alcohol, but it's got a lot of character. So those were like the two big ones for me, and then being close to home, trying out. Firestone and falling in love with Union Jack and especially DBA. DBA, another one for me, is is one that's has a close place to my heart. And then from there, it's like, you know, Stone and everything else. Now, wasn't it Sierra Nevada that was Matt Dolman's beer that he kind of stumbled upon at first? It was like $3 or something like that. Yeah. I think you, yeah, I think that was it something was he was Nevada, saying. It was super it? cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Sierra Nevada is a big one for a lot of people, at least other ones that I've heard. Um, maybe not necessarily guests of this show, but. Go out there and listen to a lot of other great craft beer podcasts. Uh, Sierra Nevada gets Palo gets brought up a lot, hmm. and yeah. So, I mean, it's it's definitely up there. I, I think it's on its craft beer Mount Rushmore. Yeah, at least, at least out here on the West Coast. I, I think in for what they did for the industry, you know, they they are one of the backbones of craft beer of using hops. Yeah, and beer. Yeah, and it's like they they are one of the you know the older craft breweries now that have just continuously put it out there remained independent it's you know they do everything basically right in that regard you know they get all shunned these days but you know <laughs> it is what it is well we'll definitely have some time uh we're introducing a new segment a little bit later in the show we'll possibly give sierra nevada pale ale it's time to shine but i'd say we give a little bit of praise to the beer that we're drinking now uh which nate was very kind enough to bring uh nate why don't you tell us about this it's from Fieldwork and it's uh, what's the name again? Destroyer Galaxies. Destroyer of Gal. Okay, so it's it's preparing for the upcoming Marvel release. It's the Thanos <laughs> yeah. beer. Uh, yeah, so it's a triple IPA, eleven point three. So Glad we a, started on this. Yeah, you know, you got to get the just hit the ground running. Um, no, it's just a very nice beer. Um, buddy brought some of these back for me, and this was definitely considering the other beers I brought were all big sours and stuff like that. I'm like, I should probably bring something a little bit more clean this thing doesn't drink like 11.3 i don't think no it doesn't i'm trying to i'm trying to get like because it hits me with a big floral sense first like i'm trying to figure out where i can place it i feel like i've had this before and i don't want to say the closest thing i can think of mimosa but i know that's not right well you know to be i mean there, there's stuff is really juicy and i could see that and, and their water profile is very much field work has that that water profile or it's got a little extra sodium in it and it's you know it's a little bit salty it's a little it's got that extra little bit of flavor be, to it. I would love to go check out just any of the field work locations. Like you really should, especially around this area. It's one of those things that's so close, but because it doesn't distribute out here, it doesn't really distribute at all, as far as I know. No, it's it's really the, like the rare keg that we get at 
Um, I think they did that at Central Coast's opening. Didn't they have one? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. They had one at Central Coast opening or just people from random shares. But it's really, really good. I'm kind of jealous. But, you know, it's one of those things where eventually with more support and more growth, we'll probably see it. Yeah. Um, no, I think without a doubt you'll see it more down here. Um, all righty, guys. Uh, if you have anything you want to talk about, I figure we can get into the news or at least what the few big pieces of news we were talking about and kind of prepping for the show. Um, to anybody who doesn't know, Sony Entertainment has filed a lawsuit against Knee Deep Brewing out of Auburn, California. Mm-hmm. I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, over their Breaking Bud IPA and saying that it infringes on their trademarks. Knee Deep responded on Wednesday, April 18th, saying that they had been in kind of they'd been in correspondence yeah. with Knee Deep when that beer first came out, when the show was kind of still going or you know almost coming on its end saying they loved it and they said they appreciated the kind of show, um, throwback to the show or the the response to the show and it's like I've been reading all these responses I've been reading up on it, and I'm like does I, I don't know I'm obviously no lawyer sitting here doing a beer podcast but you know you see enough beers in your day and you see enough that like kind of try and grab nostalgia mm. and you don't see them getting shut down um isn't there like the term of fair use or isn't there the thing of fair use where if they've changed, they've obviously made it a bit of a parody. They've changed exactly. it up a bit. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't really be any case. I, I don't know. What are your guys thoughts? Yeah. I mean, if it's a parody, that's one thing. Yeah. I, I don't know what's so funny about it. <laughs> so is it a parody? I... Well, I mean, it's, it's taking the breaking bad, like the, like the periodic table right. logo and he's up, like it's the hop crazy hop scientist dude. Who's wearing the, the they have suit. the outfit and the little mask yeah, so on. Yeah, so it's and all it's that. obviously an homage right. to the show, but it's it's I don't know. I follow other things where they kind of adapt other pieces of um, pop culture, and the way that I've heard they get around it is because they change it up a little bit, or it's to the fact that they're not in direct competition with Sony. Sony's not making no. beers. Sony is yeah. not making Breaking <laughs> Bad themed beers, so this doesn't compete with them. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, Sony. Definitely has a lot more money than Knee Deep, so like, where does this go? Does does money win out in the end, or is there a lot of laws supporting, or all the copyright laws with fair use, or I, I guess our understanding of fair use in Knee Deep side to where they would win? I, I mean, personally, when I was reading that, I, what my feeling is is that that first correspondence they had with them several years ago was probably a nice way, like a really soft cease and desist, where it's like, hey, we really like this beer. And we like that you guys are doing this. You guys want to do something together? And mm-hmm. Deep going, going, eh, nah, no thanks. And then walking away from the table, I think, becomes like a, oh, They're okay. going to piggyback on the success of the show. Yeah. And, and then, then, yeah. You know? But That's why, the way I see why it. Why now, three years later after the original conversation and at least three years after since the show ended? Because that show ended when I was in college. Like, why not follow it immediately up with, like, no, like, okay, we gave you the shot. This is what we mean. Why come after him now? Yeah, I know having heard from other friends of when it's involved with kind of that trademark disputes, it can take just a while for that Mm -hmm. stuff to go through court. And who knows? Maybe they thought it would be a a one and done kind of thing and fizzle out. And I think that's where, like, because, you know, that was kind of the specter that started coming up out of that was, like, well, other breweries do a ton of this, mm-hmm. you know, breweries that we love. Like, I always feel bad. I'm like, immediately I thought, I'm like, oh, crap, is Alvarado screwed? Because Alvarado, there's a lot of breweries. DeLorean that, dust. Or, yeah. It's like, it's just got a DeLorean on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if they might get away with it a little bit because it is a short-term thing. 
it's like it's you know it's out for a couple of weeks. Well, I think that's kind of the thing. Like by the time they were even able to, or if any company wants to send a cease and desist, it's already well that one time beer is already long gone. So okay, we'll cease and desist. At the that. same time, they have to defend their trademark. Yeah, and absolutely. So I, I mean, the same, okay, but isn't oh god, I'm gonna get this wrong. But I see this one come out a lot. This was a much bigger. Um, piece but there's a bunch of star wars themed beers out there the imperial stout trooper out of what is i think the northeast there that's like a i see that all the time pizza port has a ton and most of the pizza port ones never make it out of the out of the little brew pubs but pizza port has a there are a bunch of star wars nerds and they have a ton of star wars reference beers and it just and like okay so my personal opinion on it is okay so take odd side ales for for example where they have a lot of that um always sunny in philadelphia references oh, right. And to me, it's just kind of, it's kind of like a cheap way to sell beer, if you ask me. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to make it some pop culture reference and you're going to buy it because of that. And is the beer inside the can any good? You know, who, who knows? But I'm buying it because it says fight milk on it. Yeah, yeah. And, it, there's, and there's been a history of, you know, even before craft beer got huge of them making a beer and using some name on it that's a spin off of something and it's usually short run it's often these beers are made by just a mass produced kind of stuff it's the stuff that you will see during holidays and stuff at at a world market or something like that where it's like these not great beers but they have some punny name or something yeah. I, I don't know I don't know. It's it's going to be it interesting. It seems cheap to me, personally. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I th- it, we have a, such a remix culture that's what they kind of call it now where Every, since everything is, we have the internet now and everything is constantly available, you know, younger kids coming up now, they have access to all this 80s stuff, all this 90s um, stuff. And so, like, they talk about, like, the end of nostalgia. Since yeah. you have, you don't need to be nostalgic because you have access to everything. Right. So, I, I think we're kind of living this weird kind of thing now. I can go home and watch Cheers tonight. Yeah, you can go home and watch Cheers. And <laughs> you know, it, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting thing when it kind of shakes out. But it, we have like all the beers now are all pun based things. So yeah. I, well, it see, sucks because you're running out of beer names. Yeah. Name any me. Yeah. So see, I want to go the opposite direction. I now know what I want to name my brewery. It's Nostalgia Brewing Co. And everything is named after like a famous movie or cartoon or thing <laughs> in pop culture to just draw people in. Beer will hopefully be good, but it's going to think of like, I thought of this funny ass name. Yeah. As long as, uh, as, long gonna as get, it's a. Um, I'm going to get so many. Ce- <laughs> I would get so many cease and desist letters. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, keep I think making fun of them. That's all you gotta do. There's a company Fair. called Florida Beer Company. I don't know if you guys know these guys. Kinda. So they, so if you go to Universal Studios and you go to like Moe's, and so like they do Duff, oh, Duff Light, okay. then they like go over the, the Harry Potter area and like all the beers there. They're all done by that same company. And it's like you look, they don't. There's you can't go to the shelf and get Florida Beer Company Pilsner or something like that. Right. It's they're just doing contract brewing, and it's they're doing it specifically for these kinds of things. Which is kind of Fun-ish funny, to be, I, you know? but they have these agreements in place. Yeah, obviously, absolutely. It's weird. Um, the only other time I've seen something like Duff Beer or whatever like that is, I saw Duff Beer in Italy outside the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Really? You like could buy bottles, you could buy whatever, <laughs> but it had Duff Beer on it. I don't know who like managed that. I don't know who controls that, but it was legitimately like. Does that say Duff beer on it? What like a weird what? space to have it. I know. Was I, it the, like a cartoon? Was it the cartoon? No, it was label, the exact. Like it was the exact it? label. Like I, I remember it vividly, just because I was like, "What the hell?" Like I don't. <laughs> I don't know stuff? if I tried it because I was eighteen, which I still could have drank it. I but, would say. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I think we were heading out, so I didn't have time. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, so we'll obviously keep keep track of the story. It's a real 
it's a real interesting story and hopefully everything does go well for knee deep because you know whether or not they are potentially at fault right it's it's still they're, they're putting out really good stuff they're like i'm sure there's a lot of really good people there this was not intentionally like we're gonna exactly. screw over sony no it, yeah yeah they, they weren't gonna t- they're not gonna take down sony but was <laughs> it i want to piggyback on the popularity of this show to sell some beer i mean is it as any more egregious than that one place who made a beer called dilly dilly and literally yeah. got yes because that <laughs> yeah. dilly dilly thing needs to end it does <laughs> my dad wants a t-shirt of that i'm like no dad no no please father um, the Eagles fans are not going to let that die, though, now. Of course. Jesus. All right, moving on to a little bit of somewhat old news, but still really impactful. Uh, and I apologize, Nate, I think we've discussed this a little bit, and you know a lot more about this situation than I do, potentially Lee as well. Uh, but Green Flash Brewing has been foreclosed on by the brewery's largest lender, Comerica Bank, and they sold their assets, including Alpine, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Uh, to a new investment company, which I don't seem to have the name here, unfortunately. Uh, WC IPA LLC. Okay. West w- Coast IPA LLC. Hmm. Oh, their LLC God. thing is directly across the street from where Green Flash is. It's just they wasn't, made a new... Wasn't their former... Wasn't like the CEO of Green Flash or whatever on that LLC board? Yeah. he's So he, now he's the vice president, I think is his title there. So um, uh, I'm going to... My guy's name here because I'm just going to screw it up otherwise... Uh, Mike Hinckley, that's right. He stays on as the vice president, and then they brought on some other people that are ex-industry and equity firm people. So with them being foreclosed on, with them being sold, what does that kind of mean? Like, are the brands gone? Are they... so the two LLCs, the Green Flash LLC, which I forget what their short initials were, and Alpine, they that was part of it. Those LLCs are done. The so, beer's done. No more manufacturing? No, they're going to produce the beer under this uh, WCIPA LLC. Oh, okay. So they, their line, but I mean, that's always the line is nothing's going to change, even though ev- literally everything has been changing. You know, they went, they removed themselves from, what was like 40 something states. Like yeah. they were in like every state. Now they're down to essentially the Western states. That's all they're going to be in. Um, so it's, it, it's, I, it's one of those things. It's, it's an interesting time. Um, I know there's, I have friends that were directly affected by this. I had somebody move, I had a friend that moved out to Virginia, Virginia beach to help to launch work. that new oh, man. And you know, they bought a house. They had just gotten pregnant. There was some other shady stuff that it's open. So I'll be That's open boring. about it. They, their, the contributions the company was to make for their 401k in 2017 wiped out. So that money that people were thinking they were going to get matched, mm-hmm. you know, they might not have put as much in, but you know, it's like, hey, if the company's matching, I'm going to put in as much as I can to match. So then they're out all that money and then the money that they were expecting to receive. Of course. Massive lay- layoffs, some great people. I mean, a lot of those people are going to land on their feet. They're really talented individuals, but it's it's now, a wake-up call, I think. I, I guess I was saying, like, what, what kind of led them the situation happening. I know they were expanding really fast. Like they opened up Virginia mm-hmm. and they, like, I think they opened up a different facility and it was like all like really quickly. Yeah. It was it just trying to expand before they had the funds to, to manage it. And that's or? exactly it. They didn't take it out. It wasn't, it was all money that all debt they took on to real, not all of it, but a lot of debt to take on. Well, cause they were trying to keep up pace with what stone was doing, open up breweries on the East coast and Berlin and what you know, New Belgium was doing, what Cernavada was doing, and like what these brands are doing that were much larger than them. They, you know, 
Green Flash seemed like they were acting like a company that was as big as they are. And, you know, when you're in California, they're everywhere. So they might seem huge, but they were nowhere than the size yeah. as these other breweries are. Somebody didn't turn their phone off. It's all right. That's yeah, character. Let me just make sure I have mine off. Oh, now. don't worry about it. I know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, they, I, that was what the thing is. Is at that point they took on so much debt, they were fighting up that hill. There was no way they. And it's a twenty million dollar new brewery, and at the same time we have that craft shrinkage that's happening right now, where craft has dipped. You know, beer in general has dipped. They, the the biggest factor they say is that it's losing a lot of spirits. You know, I think there's just a lot of fatigue in the market. You mm-hmm. know, it's like. There's beers released every freaking week. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to keep up. I think to a certain degree, people just go, <laughs> and, you know, and it's Absolutely. like, they all, and, and then all those beers coming out, people are chasing the newest, hottest tick to put on untapped, and they're not drinking West Coast IPA. You know, they're not drinking these beers anymore. So it, they were kind of challenged in that respect. And they, they talk, even Hinkley even mentions, he says, like, he calls that a mistake, opening that brewery on the East Coast. Uh, kind of a side note, but based off of what you were just saying, like we can we can come back to it. And I apologize to the no. tangent, but do you yourself, like do you guys yourself, find it difficult sometimes to be able to, like I, I like with what you were describing with like gotta try that new thing, gotta like check it out. I, I feel, I can feel I can say I definitely fall victim to that. Like maybe not necessarily like oh I gotta try the new hottest thing and go to San Diego, but like if our local uh, grocery store or whatever gets new craft beer that's like you know never been heard before or whatever, yeah. I'm like I gotta try that first. Yeah. And ten times, like maybe eight times out of ten, I'm just like, you know what? That was fine. I don't think I'd ever drink it again. But it's like I find myself having trouble going back to like the classics just because I am like, oh man, like there's just this new hype. There's this new thing. Like oh, right. there's this crazy stuff. And I don't know. Like I I know that's a thing. But for your for you guys specifically, do you find that's no longer like as much of an issue? Do you not struggle with that? Like, um, I'm a very passive. <laughs> beer finder <laughs> and drinker. I mean, I like to drink all kinds of different styles and, you know, all kinds of, of, you know, whatever random beers I can get my hands on. And most of it's just about, you know, enjoying whatever is in that bottle. Yeah. With and not the people necessarily. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and being around folks that you like and, yeah. And, uh, I mean, beer's great and all, but I don't know. Some guys get a little too serious about it. If you ask me. Yeah, like you. Yeah, <laughs> Shane's pointing at himself. I, I am very I, aware that I may take it a little. I can't too far. find it worth it to like go out and spend. You know, I've seen some of these bottles online. You know, suffer like a hundred bucks just for a bottle, and that's ridiculous. I've stopped doing that. That's... I've seen them for even more than that. I mean, I've seen oh, thousand yeah. dollar ones. Yeah, no, there's. It's just absurd. Well, I mean, like Firestone Ten right now, probably on the open market goes for like five hundred or something like that. Yeah. Now. So it's like, I mean, that's a rarity thing though, too. But like, if you go to enough bottle shares, you'll eventually get exactly. some Firestone Ten, and you're not going to drink a whole bomber of the stuff. Right. Exactly. You're only going to have a couple sips anyway. So. Well, I so like last year I had three beer clubs. This year I have zero beer clubs, mm-hmm. and that was mostly was because now we have like four hundred bottles at home. Right, <laughs> and it's like a lot of them are larger formats, and honestly, you know, it's given not, it's really hard. It is. And it's like most of the time. It like, as a side note of when Firestone changed from the, the bomber size down to the twelve ounce bottles, I think that was smart. It was yeah. smart. I love that move. Yeah. yeah, I love that move because then it's like you know, if we want a parabola on a Wednesday night, Tina and I can have each have yeah. six ounces of it, as yeah. opposed to eleven ounces yeah. of these bigger beers, <laughs> and it's just like 
it's like like especially sours and stuff like that. It's like that's kind of hard. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of beers. I've had a hard time getting through, and it's a perfectly fine, good beer. But I've had to dump the rest of it because I just can't. Yeah, drink something so much. Well, there's and there's something very zen and freeing about understanding that you know what it, it's not that it's a bad beer, but if you're just done drinking, yeah, it, I'm just dump done, it. You know, yeah. Like festivals are big for that. Like people are like struggling. You'll see them shooting beer. Like at Firestone, you're watching people go up and get Dark Lord, and they're like, "Oh God, I got to hurry up and drink it." And then they're just shooting. Oh yeah, fourteen percent <laughs> beers yeah. at in a, in a hundred degree. And you get in line next to another beer you want. It's like, oh crap, I still have this in my glass. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's like I've I've learned very much, especially places like Firestone, just take a couple sips and if, if I'm not super digging on it, yeah, just dump it. Or if I'm all day. really yeah. digging it, hold off on other beer. You know, mm-hmm. or it's like you have a group of friends, like if they're sitting with other friends and they're getting the beers, you each get different beers so you can try a sip of it, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, let me try that. Luckily, uh, most of my friends are willing to share with me. I don't have any mouth herpes. <laughs> that's that's good to know. That's that's good at to least, know. At least currently. Okay. Go, well, okay. Currently. Oh, the medication's boy. working. I'm, yeah. I'm flashing back to all those times we've shared a glass. <laughs> no cold uh, sore outbreaks. Um, so going back to the green flash yeah. uh, news. A uh, bit of more recent news is that New Realm Brewing, which is owned uh, partially by former brewmaster Mitch Steele. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were able to purchase up all the equipment from the facility, uh, the Virginia facility from green flash. Yep. And as Nate was kind of talking to us uh, beforehand, that's a pretty damn big steal from what, like what was the exact numbers? I think it was, I think what I was reading was 4 million for like all the equipment. And you know, when you're talking about bird house, I mean, it's a new building, so it's expensive to build a building, but I mean, they were building the buildings. Um, go for it. You can have the rest. <laughs> I'm going to finish off this field works uh, destroyer of galaxies. It's, 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 Stacy warms up kind of nicely too. But, um, so I mean the building, but most of the time they're building these new breweries in cities that are giving huge tax incentives. That's why people were going to, oh. you know, North Carolina specifically, and because these company, these country or countries, of these cities course. and counties are giving huge tax breaks to build these, you know, these new breweries there. Yeah. So the qu- the equipment is really that heart and gold of what those systems are, and yeah, that ain't cheap. No. <laughs> and it, you know, some when they're building a facility like that, they're not, you know, cheaping out on the equipment either. They're going for higher end stuff. And so mm-hmm. what I was hearing was the figure was like four million was the winning bid for all that equipment. And when you're talking about something like New Realm doing it with Mitch Steele, and that's a huge thing that I don't like. Some other listeners might not understand who Mitch Steele is. He is part of the heart and soul of Stone. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like some of the best beers that came out of Stone over the last decade have. Mitch's fingerprints on it. So it's, you know, having, so it's just exciting seeing what he's going to be doing at New Realm with that equipment is crazy. And having that weird relationship with the San Diego, almost a triangle thing. About he's a now in a deal too. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's like he's all the way over there now, moved out to, I think it's Atlanta. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, opening his brewery there back because that's where he's from. And then getting the equipment from, that Do Virginia they get Beach. just the equipment or the whole location? Just the equipment. Just the equipment. I gotcha. Which happens a lot. Like there's, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you have a custom built out building. Yeah. yeah. It would you know, be Plus, nice to just snag the whole thing. I mean, New Realm was like a year old at most. At I, most. Yeah, because, at most. Yeah. I mean, it's they a brand been, new realm. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> it's not called old realm <laughs> for anything. <laughs> Touche. That was pretty good. Uh, Lee's got puns. Um, all right. So our last topic here for. Um, Green Flash is, you know, with the news of possible foreclosure or for sure foreclosure and like the brands may not being what they are. 
from both Green Flash and Alpine or like that that combined group, what's your favorite beer from them? Or what's maybe like your Nelson. most about- Nelson from Alpine. Nelson. I mean that was I mean Nelson was really the one that sealed it for a lot of people for out Al- with Alpine. Like it was hard to find pre merger. Um and like th- there's a better topic with Pat McInerney who started Alpine on another podcast. I won't plug anybody else's podcast. But Go for it, man. Um, no, yeah, we're all supportive uh, here. <laughs> we'll get a little street cred by having your name on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, can, I, uh, can I drink about it? It's like, it's a, can I think about it? Uh, kind of the pun on that. But it's a really good one-on-one. It's the first podcast he's ever done. It's a gentleman out of uh, San Diego that does it. He works in society, so he knows everybody okay. down there. So Pat sat in on that thing and was very frank. It's a really good listen because it goes behind it. And he, he straight up says, I lost a million dollars. Because when they did the merger from Alpine, because they were brewing beer, I mean that's kind of how he got started. Because he was Green Flash was letting him brew beer there while he was getting Alpine up and going, and yeah, like a contract brew. Yeah, well, no, actually, after hours brew, he was brewing the beer oh, on wow. the system, oh, like rotating proprietorship. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so he was just going in after hours, basically, and getting able to use the system. Nice. So they always had that relationship. So that's why that happened. Where they're like, okay, we'll just take Alpine as a brand and try to push it forward. And through that part of the thing was they got a bunch of shares in that, then the big LLC. And then as soon as that's just foreclosed on, that goes away. He just lost a ton of money. He is, he's openly not happy with how things unfolded. And he specifically is unhappy because of the people, you know, and he's, he, he makes a valid point. It's like, you know what? No, still go to those brew pubs, still go to the breweries because these are guys that, you know, and especially for the community, like if you're down in San Diego, these are your friends and stuff. Yeah. They have to work, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it becomes this really that's weird. Be really scary for a lot of the smaller breweries right now then. Yeah. No, it's, that's what, that's what I've always heard is that's always the constant fear of, of failure is that suddenly you have f- people that you rely on as friends that you like, oh yeah, I'm opening a brewery and they come and work for you. You know, next thing you know, they're out of a job and then, yeah. Oh, what do you tell them? Yeah. Um, um, what about you, Lee, from Alpine and or Green Flash? I'm I'm more of a simpleton, so I'll stick with Duet. Why is that a simpleton response? <laughs> Duet was a fine beer. It's and it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, but it wasn't like the hardest one to find. No, <laughs> no the, you know? I would say also Silva Stout and Rayon Vert. From Green Flash for two that were huge. I think I think mine's gonna be more weird. It's just because of experience. Not good. <laughs> not as, it's definitely for experience and not necessarily because of uh, flavor. But uh, I'd have to go with Palette Wrecker. Oh yeah, because mm, yeah. what was it when I first like one of the few t- first times after I turned twenty one, I was with my brother <laughs> when he was in Fresno and uh, still kind of. You know, turn 21, you drink anything. Yep. But we were out with one of his friends. <laughs> we were out with a couple of his friends and his roommate, and his roommate ordered Palette Wrecker, and I had ordered some pint of something else. And he, like, took one sip and couldn't handle it. And he, he totally he, wrecked his palate? Yeah, <laughs> possibly. But he's, like, three to four years older than me. He'd been doing this long. He was like, oh, no, I can't drink this. So I was like, I took a sip. Obviously, you experienced this high IBU beer. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this isn't awful. And also, I tried to be a nice guy, so I gave it to him. It was my first, I think, real experience with what craft beer could be mm-hmm. is is just trying this extremely bitter and hoppy and still very good tasting beer when I think back on it now. So it's always had like a special place in my heart. Um, whenever I saw it in stores or whatever, I'd, I'd definitely try and pick up a bottle and, and try and you know just share that with people. So like, while, I, while I agree, out of between those two, it may not be the best. And anything like that, it just always had kind of like that special place for me. So 
hopefully Pallet Wrecker gets to live on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that if even that company went away, I'm sure some somebody might end up brewing it again. Maybe even locally, kind of. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe in Paso. Yeah. Oh, something, that's very true. Yeah. Something. Hop, maybe something really similar. Make to it better. It. Hop yeah, destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I kind of slated this for a well, little bit later, I'm but put cons- you on pause for a second because okay, we're all out of beer here, man. So that's actually what I was going to get to. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to put this off a little bit later, but we only really have like two other small bits of news, and everyone is empty. I say we push it forward. Uh, our our new segment. Okay. New yeah. segment. Yeah, new segment. Yeah. All right. Do, 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 do. Wait, isn't that the door of the Explorer song? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> what? Close. Wow, you must have really watched it. I hope we don't yeah. get. I said a four year old's birthday. I, I was going to say, say, say like, repeat think, in the background. I think I know where you have that in your mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were kind of talking about it. Uh, Nate brought up this idea. Nate's pretty much putting all the work here on this, on this <laughs> volume. Um, and we're tentatively, tentatively came up with the name of Back to Basics. So we're going to take a beer that is still phenomenal, but back in the day kind of gave craft beer its legs, kind of gave it that push, kind of like wowed everybody. Yeah. And nowadays maybe doesn't get the love and respect that it's due. And if you were paying attention earlier, our very first beer of choice is Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. So hold on, let me. It's probably still my like top beers I've ever drank, like the amount, the sheer volume that I probably <laughs> drank of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah. yeah. So. I actually don't think I have that bottle cap, and I'm collecting them. So yeah, I'll, I'll just take that one. Nice. Well, right. I probably have about 200 at home. Actually, no. Most of mine are a bunch of mine are probably inside the bar at Hot Shots. A bunch of those are probably in your fridge because you have 400 beers at your house. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I'm sad a that most people. Well, I understand cost wise, but I'm sad that a cans are kind of being like less and less. Or sorry, bottles are less and less like used, and b people like don't do fucking bottle cap art anymore. Like it's sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I remember, like the, you know, you seen all these photos from, you know, uh, your parents' old house where they had like the bottle cap little thing for the doorway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to like go through the doorway. Oh, bottle I, cap I did thing. not have that. that's that's no. some pretty swanky parents. Yeah, that's some I, pretty old school shit. Was I, I a couple of years ago, and I, I say a couple of years ago because it's taking me this long. I got one of those wooden cutouts of California oh, where you put right. the bottle caps in. I still haven't finished. I'm close. But like, I don't want to a double up and b like sure. just no one does fucking bottle caps anymore. So and you're uh, probably trying to put them geographically. Oh, correct, I, I, I know. There's a whole bunch of like out of state ones. I stopped doing that one. I realized it wouldn't work. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Look Sierra at that Nevada beautiful beer. I know that is like that is like a pure like light copper. It's oh. this is why we gotta do the video podcast so we can show the beautiful color of this guy. I know, man. I, I definitely agree with you. Although my ugly face is going to be in there, so I'm been terrified. Yeah, we were also, we weren't sure how old this might be. <laughs> so there's definitely a little bit of oxidation on there, but there's yeah. still the, there's still that nice floral in it. That oh yeah, it's, you can definitely tell what it's meant to be. I, right. It's, it was tough because I know you said you went around and checked. Yeah, I you know, this is packaged on February 8th. That's, really? Yeah, so look, so, oh, it's sixty days plus. Yeah, which is not terrible. Not for terrible. No, no, market I mean, area. Some people won't touch it after it's like six hours plus. But yeah. was this warm storage by chance? No, no, this it was, was in the storage. well. I don't know what it was beforehand, right. but I made sure to pick it up out of the fridge, and they got straight from the grocery store. I picked it up like two hours ago. Right. 
Well, that is still good, though. Yeah. Well, that's in, like, we just drank that Destroyer Galaxies as well, so that might be playing a little bit. I think, it's, it's, still, like, me, yeah. I think it's still smooth <laughs> and enjoyable, though. Like, yeah. this is really... Um, like, oh, I, there it is. There's that malt. That, that There's that... I, the thing I love about the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is that malt, that they that backbone that's mm-hmm. just there. Like, it's almost an English pale. Like, you can it's you can have that character there, but then it's got that hop, big hop pro presence for a California beer. Um, the reason we kind of wanted to do this new segment or try this out is because, and I completely agree, uh, Nate brought it up, is that this beer is so kind of crucial to the history of craft beer, but I feel like new beer drinkers nowadays don't give it the credit it deserves or they, they won't it's just like oh that's like again old or oh that's like yeah. nothing special like, overrated oh, that's overrated the I, that's the one again i was like no this is, this is when you define a style if you don't def- know the history of it yeah, then, yeah. Like, this is american this is american pale ale this is yeah. like that is the style it is actually perfectly rated it's it's like you it might not be your thing you know because there's some beers that aren't quite my thing a few and far between but um <laughs> This is the style. It's like, and I think it's important for a lot of younger drinkers when I especially talking to them, younger in terms of experience, not necessarily age. Right. When they, they're trying, you know, they're, they're coming, they're spoiled. You know, a lot of people are just now drinking beer are spoiled by these riches, you know, because it's like this amazing beer that's being made by everybody that well, they don't, they don't remember the struggle. I think the nice thing about having something like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is that anybody can get it. So yeah. you can set a precedence and you can have that be nationwide. And when people refer to it, they know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Because everybody's had it or everybody can get their hands on it. Yeah. You know, not everybody can get their hands on Monterey Street Pale Ale from Central Coast Brewing, you know, but nationwide, everybody can get their hands on this stuff. As thankfully they should. I mean, there's a reason it's made itself nationwide, probably globally as well. I, I don't know. But Sierra Nevada has some international distribution as well, right? I'm sure they, they must. I yeah. honestly don't know. Um, but they must. Somebody must be pushing it overseas, I imagine. So I had a little extra bit that I didn't tell you guys about. But I went back on your untaps Uh-oh. and see okay. what you guys had rated this. Okay. Now, Lee, <laughs> do you have any idea what you rated this on untapped? Um, you know how I'm really good at the internet and stuff? It's actually kind of my point. You had no rating for this because you <laughs> yeah. never go on Untapped. Yeah, I'm really not great. I think at the we've internet. had more beers on the show than you have checked in on Untapped. <laughs> so that, yeah, the only one this actually works for is Nate. Nate has rated it a couple of times. Probably. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, I realize I haven't rated it. That's because you know, being the shithead that I am, I don't remember the last time I had Pale Ale. This year in Nevada Pale Ale. Okay. I am. I am the problem that we talk about, but I am oh, trying you're to learn. You're the spoiled kid. I, not spoiled. It's just it's kind of like far towards the the beer wall, like the in the fridges in the back. This guy doesn't even know about I, Sierra I'm, Nevada. I'm trying play. to learn, Leopold. God. <laughs> he doesn't even know, man. Well, the it's struggles. like, honestly, yeah, the, the struggle. Um, the, most of the, time, the, the times that I have this the most is probably uh, restaurants that we go to. And if it's like a steakhouse or something, they might only have four tap handles or six tap handles. Yeah. And it'll be... Coors, Coors Light, yeah. Bud Light. It's an easy decision. No. And then it's going to be, I mean, locally you'll have, usually the tap handle will be like Firestone and then like Sierra Nevada. If it's a rotating handle mm-hmm. or but a if full-time it's, Pale if it's 805 though, you know you're automatically not going to get that. <laughs> apparently, and I've, I also found this out uh, very recently, apparently it, 805 is so popular, people think that there's an 805 Brewing Co. Yeah, I believe and it. And they like, I, I, 
someone who does tours locally, you both may know who it is, was telling me that people were like, oh, we want to go here. We want to go to Firestone. We want to go to 805. It was like, perfect. I can just turn around and go back to the same place. <laughs> just get on the freeway, then go, just drive south, just get back off the exit and try from pulling right up. But it's just or, yeah, take him from the brewery down to the uh, The Emporium? Shop. Yeah, the Emporium. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you yeah. can buy 805 shirts 805 here. Brewery. Or he's like, no, we're going to go We're gonna go to Firestone, and then we're going to go to Peril House, and then we'll go to 805. So yeah. just go to... Oh, so you really go, confuse him. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Nate... What would you rate this one? Like, where, 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 where does Sierra Nevada Pale Ale rate for you? Um, so, and I will always say that sometimes ratings play the the environment and time often plays into yep. things. Um, That's very fair. And then also draft versus package, and um, I'd put it i I would put it between four four two five. And the answer there. is. Uh, every time you have checked it in, you have rated it at four to four point two five. So you guessed yeah. it perfectly, yeah. and that's actually really fucking impressive. Okay, all right, good. good. I'm, I know what I sometimes remember what I drink. <laughs> all right, Lee. So since you don't do untapped, what would you rate I it? I do untapped. I just don't, you know, always do untapped. Well, we have you live on microphone right now. What would you give Sierra Nevada Pale Ale? Four four point two five. No, uh. <laughs> I mean I'm like spoiler. I'm gonna give it a four point Like for me, when I usually rate beers, it's, it's something I can't necessarily qualify. But if it has just that taste that I like, that flavor that I like, like that automatically will give it like a three point seven five. But if I like want it again, it's like that will usually put it in that four four point two five range. I'm gonna give I, this one a four. And but actually, I'm, like, I'm also like considering. You know that it might be a little older. And that's, and that. No, that's very true, and yeah. I'm, I'm taking that into consideration. I can still. That sounds so pretentious, but I was gonna say I still like I can taste what the beer was meant to be. Like, <laughs> there, you know what? There's I, something. I, there's something to that because there is depending on how the package or something is treated on its. Well, this was obviously packaged really well. Yeah, you I know? mean it's. It, but I mean, just in general sense, it's yeah. like you know, it's you get a beer that's been shipped from like Treehouse or Trillium in each ice, and you're like, well, I can see where it should be. Right. And but when you're tasting it because it was in a hot plane for six hours and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's I mean that's pretty nice that we all have that consensus of the four to four point two five. I definitely think this beer is fantastic. You know, for me like sometimes I also don't go to restaurants so when I sit down. I don't try and get beer just because I have so much here. Like, why am I gonna go out and spend more money on on beer when I have it here? But beer is delicious because beer is delicious yeah and i really do think you know seeing if it's i'm at this place where if i'm with family and they're like no grab something to drink if i see sierra nevada pale i'm, I'm gonna be a lot more inclined to be like okay no like this is actually gonna go really well yeah i mean I, i'm not honestly part of this like discussion came up is, is seeing myself having not drank some of the beers that i cut my teeth on as much as i used to where i'd be like eh, i've had it I kind of like it's like yeah, but I drank a crap ton of it at one point. Why have I stopped? Is it just because newest, greatest, latest, best kind of thing? And I think yeah, it's one of those. I guess part of it for me too is like I know that's always going to be a, a solid go to. Right. Like for me, one of my favorite go tos or just year rounds is uh, Speedway Stout. Oh, I love and the yeah. fact that that went into sixteen ounce cans as opposed to those yeah. wine bottles is fucking best decision Ale Smith I think has ever made. Oh yeah, there's always at least one in my fridge. In case I need the emergency stout, like that is just to me the quintessential coffee stout. Yeah, I what I feel like I tried something recently that was like another one. I was like, no, this just doesn't hold up, and I can't think of it. I mean, that's a sideway note, but coffee beers are either amazing or terrible. 
Um, I think Ale Smith nails it, and like Modern Times really nails it. Yeah. I mean, if they're exploring like the coffee themselves, and like, okay, this is the kind of profile we wanted to go to. But a lot of smaller breweries are like, oh, we're just gonna get a bunch of coffee from a local roaster mm-hmm. and it's over roasted. And then like when you pour the beer and you see that oil slick on mm-hmm. top because all the oils from the, and it's just, it just tastes burnt because it's yeah. like over roasted beans. I had one locally that tastes like coffee grounds. Yeah. I was not blown away. I, yeah. who was I talking? I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it may have been from a different podcast, but like bringing it up with them is that one thing that you can get from like a coffee beer, if it tastes peppery, that's a really clear indicator that the beans sucked. Like the yeah, you get a little bit of vegetal kind of yeah, yeah which I always like. I've definitely come across more now that I've been drinking them more. But I always thought that was weird. I never, I would never, I guess, equate coffee to a peppery taste. Well, it's also what they they turn into uh, when when coffee oxidizes, it turns into like a green pepper flavor. Yeah, I did not know that. And so like if they're like I was saying, like there's a bunch of beans that are just kind of sitting around. They get a bag of beans. It's yeah. like oh, it's been sitting there. See, you learn about beer and biology here. Please listen. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, right. listen. No. Kids don't listen. <laughs> 21 years and older. Or whoever has iTunes. All right. So. Um, <laughs> I must have heard bad words. <laughs> before we switch back over to like the news topics, we're, we were able to get through the Sierra Nevada. Again, So do you remember the first idea. time you had Sierra Nevada? No. No? I'm 40. Yeah. Same. It's hard to remember what I did Friday. Like we were talking about what we did over the weekend. I was I was gonna say like what did I do? If I don't know what I did Friday. <laughs> I definitely noticed as I be, become more of a uh, oh, I do know a, a beer drinker, a frequent beer drinker. My memory has gone. Has it? Slipped? Yeah, yeah. Some of the, some of like some things like other Maybe things it's are just like that you're getting older. That's true. I'm an old piece yeah. of shit right now. Yeah. Oh, you guys need to shut up. I'm like, I got like 20 years on both of you or whatever. Mm. All right, so I may act immature, but I'm actually old as shit. <laughs> All right, what do we want to shoot into now? Um, actually, the beer. I'm going to open up the beer that we talked about earlier. Nate. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, very recently, I have come across a uh, brewery out of North Carolina that I really think I really like. I like their label work. I like what they put out. It's called Barrel Culture, and I think recently too, they were. I think it was Paste Magazine. Oh. Even gave them like best beer, North best brewery in North Carolina. So, yeah. however biased or whatever that may be, they they're definitely making waves. So, no, it's yeah. The paste articles have been interesting because there's a lot of people that don't like them for various reasons because they get the like, oh, that hipster magazine. <laughs> when I think of paste, I don't think hipsters anyway, but whatever. So, anyway. so this one is a barrel aged Durham sour ale, which I'm guessing they're out of Durham, North Carolina. So that's I basically that's basically what it is. Uh, it's their summer jam series, and it's a white grape peach guava summer jam. So I am intrigued. I had one of these other ones. I had one of these before. Woo! It's a, bit, it's a bit foamy. It's she happy to see you. Gusher. Maybe she's an infected gusher. No, I mean it came it came through the mail, so it could have just been shooken up. And... Uh, how many days have you had it for in your fridge? Um, like two. Yeah, it may have settled by then. I mean, it's a with that kind of profile, it's going to be kind of more sour anyway. So it might just be actively happy beer. Yes, it is. It is beer cockied all over my hands. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! If I knew how to edit better, I would make a horrible joke. But then my girlfriend would kill me. She doesn't listen. That's actually true, which is kind of sad. Rise, my pretty. That is a happy beer. <laughs> oh my, that's some happy yeast. It's a lot of head. So the last time I tried one of this, it was their uh, fruit punch 
version, and that shit tasted like a Capri Sun. Like an alcoholic, boozy Capri Sun. Oh, it's, it was fucking delicious. So it's a super sweet beer that's really happy. I wonder why it's so no, no, actively no, no. chewing on itself and foaming up so much. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't All that say, I wouldn't say it was super sweet, but okay. like just, just just like the pre- flavor profile. Like I wasn't like I have diabetes right now. Oh so yeah, we're gonna have to wait a little bit for this. Thank you very much. Comments down. Comments titties or its memories. Yeah. So while we're doing that, uh, how about we get back to the news? Um, recently announced Libertine Brewing Company is opening up a new tap room in Avila Beach Yay. and they have already declared themselves the best brewery in Avila Beach. That is <laughs> because they are the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Do they actually have a brewing system there? No. Uh, I think it's just a tap room. Yeah. It's it's tiny. Yeah. I haven't been there but I've saw so the So does it Tyler. qualify as a brewery if there's no brewing system? I think I think that well, then they can just say they're the best tap house because they really they're the only. Tap I mean, house. they're a Libertine Brewing Company. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they're not <laughs> brewing on site, and I and I do note that they open on April twenty eighth, so it's coming up this next weekend. Yeah, they're doing a, down there. Yeah, they're doing soft stuff. Like they were open on Friday. I'm actually excited. Like, it's a nice area. Avila Beach bores the fuck out of me. Really. There's not a lot to do. I grew, I, yeah, I grew up going to Avila Beach, especially when I was younger, the little cove area off to the side. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in Avila before well, the oil spill. Okay, I, I should clarify that. It is a beautiful area, the beach and everything, like aquatic and maritime, fantastic. The city itself. Come on, go down Mr. Rick's. Yeah. And then? Stay at Mr. Rick's. Get shithoused. <laughs> what if Mr. Rick's is closed? What do you do? Does it close? Does it close? I never I'm sure in the morning. Like if you go there super early in well, the morning. Well, you go to the coffee shop If in you're the going, Okay, well, if you're going super early in the morning. You got a problem. Yeah, there might be a problem. Yeah. Surfers. Okay. Are you a surfer? <laughs> I'm speaking for the people, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually funny because we have a conference for work up there like every year. Like one day, it's kind of a wellness day. And we go and just hang out and do it. Of- yeah. It's awesome. So usually it's in Avila, and so when this news was coming out, I'm like, "We can have a wellness day at Libertine." Well, we can't. We have to do after hours, but it's convenient. It's there, and, you know. So once we're done, we're done for the day, and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this year is the first year they're talking about moving to Cayucas, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Finally, get like a Libertine <laughs> here, and now you guys are gonna move it on me. Yeah, that's a shame. So are they gonna do their, you know, forty taps? Tap I think it's like 12? Oh, yeah, it's 8 to 12, somewhere in there. It's a smaller amount, and it's just Libertine beers. Oh, just I, Libertine yeah, beers. Yeah, so no guest beers. Okay. I don't know if they'll change that up. Probably I mean, a licensing thing. Got to see how well it does. Yeah. Can't really just jump into it. That's the same problem that Green Flash had. You can't go fucking crazy. No. And they're, um, I don't know a lot more. I don't know about the details of if it's even open yet, but I know they also recently opened up in Santa Barbara. Or are released. Going to. They're going to open yeah, up in they, Santa Barbara. They, just, well. they got the, the clearance to the spot and... Got the um, alcohol beverage thing. All right, now that this beer is settled down, cheers. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but as you were saying, sorry. Um, so yeah, so they're they're set to clear the two open up in Santa Barbara at some point. I don't remember when the date was. I think Tyler mentioned to me at some point, but usually when I see him, we're drinking and I'm drunk. <laughs> so as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk Tyler is prime Tyler. Can you yes. really take his word for it? Well, right. There is. It's always an as an asterisk, you know. Yeah. There's always. Oh, it's now asterisk. <laughs> and uh, while we're also talking about Santa Barbara, um, it was brought up to me that Modern Times Brewing out of San Diego is opening up a new facility in Santa Barbara, where and this is the best news out of it all. 
they will allow pickup for any online orders. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys. Like I know like we kind of talked about it. Well, yeah, I don't know if we talked about it, but modern times, every, like they send out those emails. They have such amazing beers that they sell. So like yeah. I always want to try them, but the whole problem is you had to go to San Diego. They don't right. ship. They don't get them out to people. It's like basically only if you live in the San Diego area, LA area, can you really... Well, the couple of people that just randomly got in a Santa or San Diego in the middle of the week that mm-hmm. we yeah. know that I'm like, what the hell are you doing in San Diego again? You were just there. Yeah. So I am very excited yeah. about this personally. Uh, I really would like to get my hands on more modern times. Like I love their stuff. I love whatever they put out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited. Because those, those pickups, there's a lot of fun stuff that they have. Just having that attitude because they are a very positive company. Their, their attitude is very... Modern. Fun. Yeah, it's very modern. Um, I have a lot of respect and love for modern times that well, having their presence up here is going to be really intriguing. And now that I know that both of you guys are going to go down to Santa Barbara to pick them up, I'm just going to wait till we have a bottle share and drink your beer instead. Just so, like, normal. Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the problem we'll is... bringing shitty homebrews. I, <laughs> I say I want to go to Santa Barbara. I usually have my weekends booked. So it's not... It's very difficult to be like, hey, let's go to Santa Barbara for the weekend. And But now, I mean, you know, if you have... Once Libertine's open, you already have... Like, there's a great combination of places. Topa Topa's Tasting Room in Santa Barbara. Yeah, there's a place called Llama a Dog. One. And Llama Dog is All they're in the funk zone. Yeah, right there. in the funk zone. And which for people that don't know, it's an all artsy area in Santa Barbara. Yeah. We're just throwing out a weird term like funk zone. Um, <laughs> but there's this place, Llama Dog, that has some food window that's kind of not made by them, but a kitchen. It's, like, it's weird. It's like a, it's almost like a food truck, but permanently installed. Well, right. And I think they have a food truck. Those yeah. the food people have a food truck, but really good food. Yeah. Actually, really good caramel corn. Like we, whenever we're going down south to like LA, stop. we would stop at let's have lunch at Llama Dog and have a couple beers, and then we get a packet of, of this caramel corn for the drive down to LA or San That's Diego. That's a damn good idea. I don't know why I haven't done that. It's yeah. So in Llama Dog has a great refrigerated section, and then Funk Zone is right off the the Pretty railroad, right? So right, uh, yeah, it's, off the main station there, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. So if you're so, taking the train, it's, it would be really easy to get to. Yeah. But then it's like when you, if you're driving, it's right off the freeway. It's real easy to get to. Right. But then you do have like third windows just around the corner. I, it's a great spot. Topa Topa. I can't say more. It's a, it's a beer that gets up here more often. Their mm-hmm. chief peak is like everywhere now. But it's a great spot. So even more so, it's going to be an excuse for like you know we don't want to drive to all the way to LA. So it's like okay, just mm-hmm. get up early, drive down to San, Santa Barbara, enjoy the day. It's gorgeous weather down there. Yeah, we'll go eat at Llama Dog and go drink at Modern Times. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Yeah. You know, a lot more, a lot more weekend trips to Santa Barbara. Yeah. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Going back to it, it's it's good. It's, it's interesting. It's 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 got it tastes like juice. Yeah, it's definitely got some sweetness to it. To its detriment, it's like a little bit f- like a grapefruit juice, but a little sweeter than grapefruit juice. I can definitely see that. I'm trying to see if I can pick up the, anything. The the grape is much more present than I thought it would be because with the because it's guava. Yeah, white, and, yeah, white grape, peach, and guava. Okay, so I can see the grape guava and guava. Actually, now that I think about it, guava and white grape share a certain. Similar similarity for sweetness that that profile like, it hits the same on parts of my taste buds. Okay. So actually, gosh, now I'm more thinking about it. That triple that combination of fruits is, works pretty well for me. It's a little sweet for me. Like I'm, I'm yeah. feeling a little. It's a little. It's a little sweet for me too. 
No, I mean that's why we do this stuff. We share it around. It's, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still really solid beer. It's it's. I would like to know what bug is in this because it was very happy, and it's but it's not super dried out or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's is, actually not dried at all. No, not that I can tell. Um, not hundred percent sure, but yeah, it's not lacto. It's not tannin ISEs. They kind of keep everything pretty low key on the label. Not a lot of stuff. Yeah, I would be interested to find out. Yeah, like they're they're relatively new as far as I can tell. Like they don't even have a website. It's all through Facebook. They don't have a website. They don't have a website. That's just bad SEO. That's like, how do you not have a website? I don't know. I came across them because again, like intrigue. They have their different styles of beers that they do, but they're able to they do like the popsicle style. Is this like, from Tavor? No, no. This is actually an active trade partner that I have. Really? Okay. Yeah. He, he likes Brewery Reserve and Firestone. So that's oh. You got that on lock then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that I got a couple of those and then some other stuff. And then I, I think I traded like a red wine Black Tuesday, which we could open up. But I think you guys probably want to be able to drive home Ooh. in the next couple days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any Black Tuesday, I think, would put us on our ass for the rest of the night. One of the beers we had last night was actually from Drake's. Not to segue back into that. No worries. Uh, the Void, which we went to. Oh, right. We went up to... Shit. Oh, oh, shit. Nope. Look at that. There you go. Hey. Suck some head. That's a, yeah, that's a boss pour that's of a, foam. That's how you do it. <laughs> um, but we went to Drake's for, uh, well, we went up, really went up there for tw- tw- the 21st day, 21st Amendment up in um, San Leandro, because our buddy, uh, Mike McDole, Tasty, for those that might know him. Wait, his, really, like Tasty? The word his, Tasty is his last name? No, it's his nickname. He's, oh, he's a, he's, damn. Uh, Mike Tasty McDowell. He's a phenomenal human being. Probably the most like he, all he does now is he just travels around breweries and brews beer yeah, with them. He's like, I'm here. I'm tasty. Yeah, and he just like, brews <laughs> beer and he makes tremendous yeah. beer. So he was doing a a beer with 21A uh, that was called Tasty IPA. Superb beer. So we went up there for the release, and that's the same day that they do their. Um, I think it was can't remember what August Fest or something. But both 21st Amendment and Drake's, which are literally around the corner from each other, do festivals the same day. So basically, people go to 21st Day and then go over to Drake's. So Drake's is doing their anniversary party. And one of the beers they released for the anniversary is this uh, this big bourbon barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout aged on rye whiskey barrels. 17.5. Shit. And it was last year when we had it on draft, it was so syrupy rich and um (laughs) we were so we tried one last night to get an idea of what it was tasting like after a year and it was still super sweet so like now i'm like thinking okay i'll put that away for like three years and because we have two more bottles we'll probably do like three years and seven years to get an idea of what it does but yeah 17 and a half percent and it didn't drink like it it just tasted like a big sweet like dessert alcohol beverage kind of thing and this is i can see that yeah oh my gosh man those are those are just always the toughest ones to do because speaking yeah you get them and you sit on them because even with a small group of people tackling one of those motherfuckers is tough well and you're usually not just doing the one bottle that night for a group of friends it's usually going to be many bottles (laughs) (laughs) i speaking of bottle shares i am so excited i was able to like this is small Small tangent, but uh, um, normally my work schedule, I had to work late on Tuesday nights, oh. which with the um, Lewis, Lewis Wine Bar ones, yeah, 
they were always on Tuesdays and I wouldn't have been able to get to them until 9, 9.30 when they're basically yeah. closed. I got that switched to Wednesdays. So, yes. I'm gonna be oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of nice weather out. Thank you. It's kind of yeah. nice. You looked at me and you're just like, oh, you lucky bastard. <laughs> Oh, okay, I wasn't. I wasn't. I thought you were gonna be like, I still have to work late on Tuesdays. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's kind of nice weather now. They should start those up. Like, I, I think they will because usually they, you know, Vanessa usually throws one. Vanessa being the yeah. proprietor of Lewis Wine Bar, she usually they kind of go on hold during the cold winter months. Right. There's usually one in December, the holiday. I imagine there's gonna be one coming up here soon. There yes. has to be. I'm very Looking excited. forward to that again. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was just a nice way to kill an evening in the middle of the week. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wednesday's always rough after those. Oh, that is that is very true. But yeah, if anybody listening that doesn't go to them, you should go to them. They're a lot of fun. Some fun people show up. Some fun beers show up. It's, so, yeah. I'm noticing something weird about this label that that we have here with the summer jam. Tell that us you about brought it. us, and the. Uh, they don't mention anywhere on the label that it's white grape, peach, and guava, except for on this little sticker. I, so what usually the, most of the breweries that do that, like uh, Phantom Carriage does that as well, is yeah. that their base beer is this this whatever sour, golden. So this golden, is the same beer over and over just and over, different, different variants. Just fruited yeah. differently. Yeah, that's I usually have, what they do. I have a couple different bottles. Like, that's how they do every single one of them. They never like specialize for each run. It's just always that little sticker to tell you. Is it always the Summer Jam? No, they have a um, game over series as well, which are usually a lot more tart, like on the on the sour spectrum. This is hmm. this is definitely the, a more fruity kind of like juice light sour. I'd be interested to see what this would do with a little bit of age. If it might calm the sugar down a little bit and even out, yeah, it could be a really good like summer beer. Well, it's only three and a half percent. Oh, it is. Jesus, actually, yeah. it's usually you're talking about like how beers are higher ABV and yeah. don't taste that this actually i would have guessed would have been higher like i would have guessed honestly i don't even eight. where did you see that i feel like i've never seen that alcohol ABD i saw percent. it on the label no i, that's, that's I normally don't it. see it on them <laughs> oh yeah it was on the bottom yeah 3.5 percent <laughs> holy uh, shit by volume okay well pretty pretty light yeah i was gonna say which is good i mean you know yeah. we're gonna be drinking a lot of beer and yeah. talking we need our we need our faculties yes <laughs> Is there any more of that left, actually? Uh, yeah. Yes. Sorry. Actually, it's grown on me. It's quite the a bit. sweetness? Yeah. Um, My lips are, like, sticky. Yeah. It, I do feel like I... Mm-hmm. Like, I could see how... Like, I'm eating saying, a lollipop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, was, you were saying that one that was fruit punch reminds you of, like, Capri Sun. I could see that. Like, this literally just tastes like some sort of Kearns mixed <laughs> yeah. juice yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, one last, like, major topic, and we oh, can kind of just... Be, no, I mean, like, we're having fun. Like, I'm, I am no way, like, trying to rush this around. But one more thing, like, I think it's really fun to talk about. Um, I always notice from social media, Nate, you are an intrepid craft beer explorer. Like, you, I see you, I see all the photos over the weekends. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't even count how many tap rooms or different breweries you've, like, visited in California. I can't either. Exactly. But I thought it would be kind of a fun, just, you know, it's Craft Beer Chronicles. We, I'm trying to chronicle our experiences with, with craft beer. Kind of just talking about our like pleasant and maybe unpleasant um, tap room experiences mm-hmm. and, and kind of like what you really think is like what at a place that you've been to has really kind of stood out to you and like mm-hmm. you'd maybe like yeah. to see more. I, I don't know. I guess since I, I kind of put you on the spot there with all of the experience and everything like that, if you wouldn't mind starting. No, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think the 
in general, uh, the, the best taproom experiences start with a staff that is, I, I, it helps if they're really knowledgeable about the beer. Um, there's plenty of times where they may not be as knowledgeable, but if they're, they have a, an approachable demeanor and they, they're welcoming basically. Uh, there's been a, there's a lot, there's places I've been that have very unwarm people mm-hmm. and it just kills the vibe, you know, or when they've had, uh, if they the, the style flat wrong oh. and they clearly don't even care about, yeah, if they don't, just don't what care. They're pushing. Yeah. It's like, if they say something, you're like, and you go, you go to correct them. Like, well, actually, you know, it's yeah. this, you know, for one, I'm looking at your board. I can tell it's an American right. pale or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if they're receptive to that, you know, if they if they don't have that high and mighty kind of attitude, because mm-hmm. like, I don't roll in there going like, ah, I'm like, it's crap. me, it's me. <laughs> it's like we're gonna, you know, like I know everything about beers. I don't. Yeah. And I want to hear. I want somebody to sell me on their beers. I want them to tell me what's exciting about whatever beer they have. Yeah. Um. So that was what it comes down to. And like two, like my, besides, I'm not gonna even talk about boardroom because boardroom is probably my favorite place to drink but i've been also drinking there forever mm-hmm. so it's it's i would jokingly refer to it as my second living room <laughs> um but like two of the best experiences i've ever had in tap rooms one's in san diego at society and it was it was one of those experiences where t and i had we went of course we we're down in san diego we wanted to hit everything yeah and this is going back years now and and bags was the one that told me about society he's like no you're going down there you have to go to society so I'm like, okay, cool. It's right where everything else is. Not far from where Green Flash and Ballast Point is down there. Really easy to get to. So we're like, oh, yeah, we'll stop in there for like half an hour. Four hours later. You're still at society? No, yeah. It was just, we went in there and it helped that I walked in there and musically, like I walked in there playing my kind of music. Mm-hmm. So, which helps, like that's an instant sell. And it's just like, but we were talking to the crowd, you know, to the guy that was working at the bar and he just was super engaged with us. It helped that it was on a super crazy busy day, but you know, he was, you know, was talking about the beer. It's like, what should we try? Talking about what we'd like. He was very receptive. The other, other thing is he didn't look to me to order for Tina. Ah, and nice. that's a big one. Yeah. That they, there's a, still a lot of bars that will do that. And I'm like, well, oh, child, she probably knows more about beer Tina than. Tina knows what she likes. Yeah. <laughs> Tina's uh, Nate's fiance, by oh. the way. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, I often refer to myself as Tina's husband. Like, people say, like, oh, who are you? I'm <laughs> Tina's husband, because, yeah, more people know Tina and like Tina than they like me. Um, but, yeah, it's like that kind of thing where they treat everybody with respect. There's uh, there's a lot of places that I go that, you know, segueing off of, like, treating, like, you know, that you're seeing other, you're, you're the woman of your life, with, like, oh, she's not going to be able to order. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look to the guy. What does she want? Yeah, it's like, well, I don't know. You should ask her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so society, we walk into society and just super welcoming and we're like really engaged. We'll give you moment, even if they're busy and they have that, they make eye contact with you and might ask you a question, you know, and try to get the right beer for you and they're receptive of it. If you don't like the beer, they're willing to switch it out, you know, that kind of thing. So society's always been for us, but like the weirdest and best experience I ever had at a, it wasn't even a brewery. It was just like this. It, it was it was a weird experience. We were in Pennsylvania uh, because my sister was graduating from college in New York, and um, but Tina has family in Pennsylvania, so we were, mm-hmm. flew out to Pennsylvania, spent some time in Pennsylvania before hanging out to with New York. the Amish folk. Yeah, hanging out with the Amish folk, yeah. eating some shoe fly pie. 
Yeah. Which okay. is ridiculous if you don't know, is just basically molasses in crust. I've never had this. It's like I've pe- never heard have of you, that. If, have you had pecan pie? Yeah. yeah. Imagine pecan pie without the pecans. So it's just, just literally a, sugar. A layer of sludge? Yeah, it's just sugar. Oh my god. And it's it's terrifying. It's like um a cheesecake minus the other stuff that makes it a cheesecake. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Spot on. <laughs> so, but we were so the one of the things that Tina really enjoys is like steam trains, and so we were going to try to go up this little, this up in the foothills of the Poconos because the Poconos stretch down into Pennsylvania, and ride the steam train through the hills. Oh, cool, man! But it didn't open until the following weekend. Oh, bummer, the man. So we get up there. It's like we go to this tiny little town called Jim Thorpe, which is named after the Olympi- Olympian. Uh-huh. And which one? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Geraldo Ono. Yeah, yeah, Paulo Ono. Yeah. Um, and so we we go up there. It wasn't going to open until the following weekend for this season. It's still early in the day because we got up there at like 9:30. And so we're like, okay, this town has become more of like an artist enclave kind of thing where it's like older uh, artists go up there to kind of semi-retire and they have a little showrooms up there and there's a bunch of wineries which side note Pennsylvania wine sucks is it bad it's all sugar it's uh, all super sweet like there was like they would say like an old vines in like have port it wines or like just just, just tastes like cheap wine like I almost guess, like so. you know wine out of a box like we like they're like oh it's old vines in and like it tastes like fruit juice it was uh, it was super weird yeah but so we're walking. Well, they around. eat molasses. Yeah, exactly. There, they so. just that's just their profile. Maybe they just like sugar. Yeah, yet. they do. <laughs> yeah, sugar and butter was like yeah. Um, Is anyone else hungry? <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to have like a butter and sugar sandwich. That's right some pretty now. good fried chicken there. Yeah. I don't doubt that. See, that sounds normal. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but we were, we decided we're like, well, what are we going to do in this whole town? So we're gonna, we decided we we're going to do all the touristy, trappy stuff. So we were walking around, and like there's a prison, an old prison there. It's not used like a prison anymore, but like mm-hmm. there's a stone there that has a handprint that never disappears. You know, all the stupid <laughs> tourist trap stuff. Ball of twine. Yeah, just this dumb yeah. stuff. We're like, sure, we're up here. We have nothing else to do. So walking on the main drag, we went to a couple. Let's we'll uh, either that or look at steam engines. Yeah, which we apparently we can't. Look <laughs> I'm at kidding. Steam engines. Um, so there's not a lot to do there. That's what we're finding out. We're walking down the the, the main f- uh, street there, and Tina spots a sign and gets super excited. She's like, "Ooh!" And we look, I look up and it says Absinthe Bar. Oh, oh wow! Holy shit! And it's like 10:30 in the morning, so I'm like, "Well, all right, this is our lot in life now. This is what yeah. we're doing." That's so we're taking this, I guess. We we walk up the steps and they have a sign, you know, a little sand, uh, uh, chalk board there and says like 35 beers i'm like oh okay i can probably okay. find something to drink yeah and so we go in there and they have like arval and duvel and stuff i'm like i'm like oh no i can just drink here that's all day. what you that's what you learned on yeah and that's yeah. like i was like super excited and then of course they had all the local pennsylvania local breweries and stuff so so we're sitting there we're we decided we're just going to set up camp here for the day have some lunch and so tina was drinking some absinthe after that she's bought ordered some belgian beer and the young lady that's pouring it for us, she's got it and pouring it really well. Mm-hmm. And this older gentleman comes up and starts telling us, like, oh, you got to tilt it faster. Uh, like, a person who works there or just yeah, a random? Well, at first, I didn't know that. So it was a okay. little weird. Okay. This it seemed like gentleman. a patron. Yeah, okay. it was just this guy. And, and um, it was like, no, he's... mix the yeast up. You want to get the yeast in there. <laughs> and so then we... Found out that's actually the owner of the place, which made me. But at first, I was like, "No, she's doing fine, sir." You know, it was like there's a little weird. 
But we got to chatting with the guy, and he actually used to be a, a beer and wine importer. Mm-hmm. And he retired and decided to open up this little eatery and absinthe bar, which I guess, like, I was trying to, I wanted to find out so was if it, it was still open. Was it real absinthe? Oh, or yeah. I mean, well, not Wormwood, because Wormwood is still, right? it's not, still not allowed, right? It's not, still not allowed. Absinthe is now legalized. Like, it'll have, like, a little bit, but yeah. it doesn't you're have. You're not seeing any green fairies or nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, that's mostly just. Yeah. Bologna, bologna. Anyway, but it's. I mean, it is a mild poison, but so is <laughs> yeah. alcohol. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but so he's like starts chatting with us, and he used to be this beer and wine importer, and he because he saw that I was like peeling the label off because I wanted to keep it for uh, scrapbooking purposes and yeah. like, keep the caps. And I talked to him because at the time I was still working as a graphic designer, and so we're talking about design and marketing and stuff like that, and and we got really and, and so he gets, so at some point goes like, well, I'm gonna go back up to my, my house. I'm gonna get some stuff. I was like, oh, cool. So mm-hmm. he comes back and he starts pulling off all these table tents for Cantillon and all this marketing materials for all these breweries. And I was like geeking out of the stuff, some breweries that don't even exist anymore, you know, kind of. And he starts pulling out bottles. Okay. Yeah. And, and like, he, again, he was a beer and wine importer, so everything was perfectly cellared. Nice. And so there's like these guzas that, of like these small breweries that were in Belgium and stuff that just don't exist anymore. It was really kind of a fun experience. The weird part, though, was he pulled out a Bigfoot from Sierra Nevada. Oh, yeah? How old of it? Oh, 1996. Oh, Jesus. And so this was, oh, six years ago. So, math. 16? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's about six years ago. So, 2012. And then, so, yeah, about 16 years. Yeah. Let's say again, math. Um, but it was. I'm, I'm weirdly good at math for some reason. I'm sorry, go on. No, it's, it's so. It, but it was this, like bizarre experience. Like talking to this gentleman, and then flying. Like I just laughed at the fact that I flew from California to Pennsylvania to have a 1996 Bigfoot. It was right. perfectly cellared. And just stumbled into the place. Right? Yeah, exactly. And was there for like hours. But he ended up also, he was part of some weird beer drinking society with Michael Jackson. Not the king of pop, but Michael <laughs> Jackson, the beer writer. Right. And like they, they apparently was a fun little group of people that they had amongst friends. And they would dress up in robes and have these big medallions. That this sounds had, like a good time. Oh, this is fantastic. With like the on the medallion, it's like the same thing on the Cantillon logo. There's that... Uh, uh, fountain in Brussels that has a little boy that's peeing. That's hmm. the fountain, and so the, like the Cantillon stuff kind of incorporates that. Uh, Maybe we should start our own underground uh, beer appreciation cult. Celia, I'd agree with you, but probably the first step is to not admit it on a widely distributed audio <laughs> audio <laughs> thing. So I'm gonna have to hold off and like let's people forget this. The, ma- the Masons have that on lock here anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so, but they actually had medallions and everything. He actually gave me one of the medallions. I want a medallion. Yeah, so he actually gave me, and I but it's in storage. I wanted to dig it out for tonight, but That'd it's in storage. Awesome, man. And so he gave it to me, but it was like one of those perfect kind of memories. And those are the best ones, or the the ones that you stumble on because the guy knew what he was talking about and. He he was, he was happy open. to share with somebody yeah. who was passionate about it. It's making that connection. That's why I yeah. enjoy the community of beer is, 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 you know, having those moments. You know, another one is like going down to Hamilton's in San Diego. And it's like, if you go to San Diego and you don't know who, what Hamilton's is, that is like the number one stop for me mm-hmm. now. Like we were planning to meet a friend there. We we're going to be there for like 20 minutes. And again, we were there for about four or five hours. <laughs> Funny how your uh, plans switch up so quickly huh? it, it is i i'm terrible i'm notoriously bad at like i'm like nope we gotta do this and then this and then this and then it just so do you block out the worst experiences or do you have one that you remember that was just so bad and if you don't feel comfortable you don't have to mention them by name 
Because I know, like, you know, I would feel kind of bad about shit talking to someone specifically. <laughs> no, I should talk to me if you want. I really haven't had that many, thankfully, not had that many bad experiences. Um, I, you know, the random dive bar that we happen into because we're other friends. But I mean, those are dive bars. You kind of get that at. Well, then you kind of bounce if it sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I don't put a lot of stock in. I don't try to wallow in bad experiences too much. So I'd rather celebrate the, the fun times. The fun things of life. So yeah, I really haven't had that bad of experiences. I mean, a couple, there's a couple of local places where I've had a bad server that was new. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have always tried to go out of my way when I have a bad experience is to try to talk to them about it and not be... Oh, hey, actually... Stop I, sucking. I did have one really bad experience that it was... <laughs> I, it's a, it was a steakhouse that had reopened after like two decades or something up in Lake Isabella. And they... We went up there because that's where Tina's family lives, and we were going for a steak dinner there. And the they had the one beer they had on that I wanted to drink was Lagunitas. And I'm like, and Lagunitas is one of the beers going back, and also that I've drank so much of. I know that profile. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty confident I could blind taste test that beer and pick it out. Lagunitas what IPA? Okay. Um. And so I got a Lagunitas, and the guy brought it over, and I tasted it instantly. I was like, nope, it's off. There's a little cardboard, a little butter or something in there. So mm-hmm. like, there's probably some lines, some line issues, yeah. or it's a bad keg somehow, which would be next to impossible for somebody like Lagunitas. But you're out in the middle of, of nowhere, so it's probably a line issue. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and so like, the, there were some other issues of that night, too. Like, we, we had to wait three hours for our food, and mm. it was mm-hmm. bad. It, the whole night was bad in general. But I remember at one point, I told him, I was like, yeah, just let you know, there's probably something wrong with your lines. And he got immediately defensive, like... I really tried hard not to put it as like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, this is the worst. I tried to give him constructive criticism on that. Yeah. To let him know because they're just opening. And I see that as a... And were you working in distribution at the time? I was. So you know a thing or two about lines. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I called out the line issue. And it's not an uncommon issue. No, not at all. Uh, what's different in the Valley, too, is a lot of the distribution... Like here on the coast, there's a little inside baseball... But on the, on the here on the coast, the distributors clean the lines in yeah, the establishments. It's it's like common practice that they go in and do that every two weeks. Yeah, at least every two weeks. Some some of them do it every week, depending on the thing, the volume, and the if it's one of the high profile brands. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't really exist in that same way in the valley. Like they have companies that are draft. They do, they take they do that instead. There's a, companies that just do draft cleaning, draft repair, and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Distributors don't necessarily do that. So I wasn't necessarily surprised that there might be an extra issue with that. And he's like, oh, no, they clean the lines. I'm like, well, there's something wrong. If it's like if they clean the lines, but if it's still a bad line, it's going to have funk in there anyway. Yeah. So that was it was so it's like that where it's like if you if you're not if you don't be a dick about it and try to give some constructive criticism on stuff, say like, hey, this is the CO2 seems a little low. It's this beer's pouring a little flat or you get it and it's like a ton of head or the glass is dirty. Which is usually a huge one. Yeah, that happens all the time. That happens all the disturbingly at places it should not happen mm-hmm. on Central Coast. I'm finding lately. Yeah. <sighs> um, not to interrupt, we can get, oh, yeah. definitely get back. Um, looks like people are running low, so we have definitely a bunch of options here. Again, a, a video would be nice to show you how much we come in here thinking we'll drink and then realize we don't. So <laughs> I'm thinking, based off conversation, we have two options: either A, Nate brought us a beer, which he describes as worse than he thought, <laughs> putting it nicely. 
or we have some lo- we have some local homebrew that somebody oh we should do the homebrew oh you think we should do the homebrew that I, someone specifically maybe on that, this podcast may have made who yeah just, I think I think that might who be just a good left idea. yeah did yeah did somebody make homebrew okay if you don't Crickets? if you don't want us to open up your homebrew Lee say something okay Leo's okay with it that's no, okay that's good yes so. We'll have to. He's he's actually stepped out for a second, so we'll have to ask him what he calls it, and we can get him to spiel and 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 uh, spread his guts on what he did for this most likely fantastic beer. I, I don't know. I've had probably not all of Lee's beers, but you know, he's asked for my opinion on a few of them, and I have I've never been unimpressed. So I expect this to. I've had a lot of homebrew. I have never been poisoned by one of his beers. Have you been poisoned by someone else's? Felt like it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I've had some really bad homebrew, including my own homebrew, and that's why I don't homebrew. I, people are like, oh, you should give it a shot. I'm like, I'm fucking terrified. It's, it, I, I get, I'm kind of a control freak, and so the idea of there's so much that's out of your hands, especially with the homebrew system, it's a little bit better on a big scale system because you, you're dialed in, but I am always like super paranoid about how that's going to, and the couple times I did it, I was like complete and utter wreck i'm just stressed out the entire time so i can appreciate good homebrew (laughs) but i've had a lot of really bad homebrew i I have slightly helped on one homebrew and it did not turn out to the brewer's specifications and he can tell you about it right now lee is back and lee we had opened up oh this is yours oh we opened up mine yes oh never mind then (laughs) oh is it dog shit i don't know no we haven't oxidized um, no, we're, we're not. We're not Greg. We won't tell you what's oxidized. <laughs> what is it? Let's see. What? Is, uh, don't ask us what it is. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now suddenly worried to drink it. What is it? I, I don't know. I woke up at this. I woke up at this birthday party. It was sitting next to me. I was like, Oh, cool! I made this. Wait, what did you? You made beer with me? I I like assisted. Oh, with that's like, right. Yeah, I assisted with like cleaning and other. Which things. one was that? I forget which. The bad one. <laughs> I think it was like a New England that you did, or not the hose water one. I think it might have been the hose water one because your your thing, no was it no it wasn't no it wasn't the hose water one. God, I don't remember what it was specifically, but like it didn't turn out. I, I actually was like, yeah, it didn't turn out well, did you? I was like, we well, don't worry about it. There was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right, so I always I always like uh, whenever I'm brewing, I always just try to do something stupid, you know, <laughs> just because it's more fun for me that way. Instead of trying to just make good beer, which is everybody's like, why don't you just make good beer? It's like, eh, you know, I'd rather just. Play around and see what I can do. You know, see what yeah, can happen. Right. I mean, lo- that's more fun for me. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of this. I imagine is like, if it's not fun for you, why the fuck would you do it? Yeah, exactly. This is, this is definitely not a money making endeavor at this point. No, it's, no offense. It's wow. Definitely <laughs> a money. Say <laughs> wow. Definitely a money absorbing endeavor. Um, right. I don't know which one it was that you made. I remember you came in and helped me out one time, but I forget what the hell that was. We were drinking a lot. We were drinking. Oh, dude, I remember that one. Yeah, we were drinking a lot. Uh, we like we like missed hop additions and stuff. (laughs) Like it was bad. It was bad. It was a bad scene. All right, so that was a bad one. Tell us about this good one, which I haven't tried yet. This is um, an IPA. Have you not tried it yet? I've had it before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your best. You are the best salesman for yourself. I am gaining less and less confidence as this goes. (laughs) No, yeah, this is an IPA. It's um, it was sent into the national homebrew competition. So I tried to make a good one this time. Okay. I actually tried to make a good beer for once. Um, I put it in the IPA category. It uh, is Mosaic and Denali hops. Oh, cool. It did not go to second round. 
so it it didn't pass the first round uh, voting to go into the second round. Unfortunately, I mean, there's I'm for especially uh, NHC with this category. It's got to be a lot it's, anyway. And it was like in Sacramento, you know, in yeah. California, West Coast IPA. So yeah. I'm sure it was a very crowded category. But um, I was pretty happy with it when I had a couple of them. It's got a lot of pineapple in it, huh? So on the first round, do they give you any notes at all? Um, they do. Notes, they they do. do. So okay. I haven't gotten my notes back yet, mm-hmm. but I got an email today um, actually talking about a couple of brewers who did make it to second round. One of them is Dylan Roddick, who uh, actually works down at Mother's. He's a, he's a great brewer. He uh-huh. brews like every single Tuesday or something like that. Oh. He's got an entire yard just full of of a carboys just bubbling away. Wow. Um in, wait, in the he's yard? like just outside? No, like in like uh in like chill chests. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. But so he's I mean or jacketed at least. And his wife won't let him like do any more. <laughs> so <laughs> he's always brewing, he's always got something on deck. Um he's really, really good. And he uh he took best of show at the Mid State Fair last okay. year. Um, I think it was a Pilsner or a Czech Pilsner or something like that. Really? I forget exactly what it was, but he, uh, he kicks ass, does a lot of really great brews and I have to talk to that guy. I'm like, Hey man, where are you? We got to have a brew day. I got to pick up some of your technique or something because right. he's just nailing them. You know, I, I think there's a way we can possibly talk with him. You yeah. Know, get his, get his I think there's thoughts. Yeah, if you got, if you guys had some sort of, I don't know, like some kind of way of having like a sit down. Yeah. Where we I, could, and you'd be nice if we to like record it so I remember what he says. I I mean like, and I know you're interested. I imagine other people might be interested too. I just is there a way yeah. we could get that out to people? I, I I don't know. Does that technology exist? Maybe we could cast it, like cast it out somewhere. Oh, like man. a little so plot wait, of wait. it. Right, so are you talking about like going fishing <laughs> while you're doing it? <laughs> well, I mean, just like taking the recorded information and just casting it out there. Into the water? I mean, that's not going to go no, very like, far. Like, no, just take a like, little pot of it. And okay, cast we, should, it out we, there. we should probably we should probably like really think about this cast potting idea. <laughs> yeah, that, that we're coming up with. It here might be a new technology. I, I like really. I think cast pods are going to take over the take over the the audio realm. Well, you yeah. guys are a couple of beer experts. What do you think of this actually, IPA? It's very. Was, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. I, I was going to say, like full honesty, there's there was a little rubber or. I can see what you mean. Yeah. Almost a little butter. So it was like not a lot. Like it was very fleeting. And so, which is, I mean, especially on a homebrew system, isn't unheard of to have a little infection. But actually, it's pretty good. I like it. I'm glad you like it. The, the, I, it definitely, like you said, it's Denali and Mosaic. Yeah. Yeah, the Denali. I like Denali quite a lot. Denali is really fun. Yeah, and it's and I think it gives a nice body. Oh, yeah, I think this is pretty good actually. I'm glad you like it. What it come out at at uh, ABV wise? Seven point five percent. Holy really? shit! Yeah, that. So based on my reaction, I did not think that at all. Yeah. Um, kind of listening to Nate talk, I thinking thinking about it now. I'm not trying to pick you back off him, but I kind of agree that that fleeting, maybe a little bit like smoother, buttery kind of taste at the front. Yeah. Um. In reality, I think it's it's a really smooth, easy drinker, which is why you say seven and a half percent, kind of the opposite of what we were. I I wasn't expecting that. Um, like, yeah, man, seriously, this is the mid the mid palate on it's pretty dang good actually. Yeah, like that. mid. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's yeah, not, it's one of those things that you know I've always been trying to perfect, but it's so. I mean, what's the grain bill on it? 
Oh. Wait, you know what? I couldn't tell you. I don't have it memorized. Okay. All right. I basically like sat there and wrote the recipe like the night before and ran down the docks, picked up the shit, came yeah. back, and just kind of threw it in there. Um, there's what? Crystal, crystal 40 in it. Two row uh, Vienna malt, some okay. corn sugar. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. If my memory serves me right. Um, and then uh, just a shitload of mosaic and Denali. You know? I think it's a good combination. Yeah, I like that combination. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, well, the reason why is like, I don't, I know Shane had some of the Caribou Lou. And <laughs> I don't I, know if you ever. Oh, wait, you got a whole yeah. bottle of it, yeah. huh? Yeah. That was a fucking uh, experience in it was itself. An experience. That was one of those ones where it's like, let's just see what will happen. I, and I do appreciate that. Yeah. Growing <laughs> up listening to a lot of punk rock, I do like like a lot of like, let's just do it. You yeah. guys make it sound like it was bad. That was delicious. <laughs> I'm glad. glad <laughs> some people was, liked it. Some people didn't. And yes. it's like, I think you have to go into it with the idea that it's like not, it was never designed to be a beer. You know, <laughs> what's all the best beers are not everyone's designed to be beer. Yeah, you know, it was like, it, yeah, it was supposed. To, it was it was designed to be more of a cocktail than a beer. Um, but I had a bunch of Denali left over from that experiment, okay. so that's why Denali got put into the mix. You know, it's like might as well use up some hops while yeah. we're going at it. That'd be interesting to see, to see what your notes are on this, and then refine it. Because I think this is like a, a good basis a good for start. a good. Some, it could go somewhere. It might yeah. Go, yeah, where to go up, but up. I'm, I'm surprised. Like I, I think when I get my notes back, I, I wouldn't be surprised to have it be like a 38 point beer or higher. Mm-hmm. You know, I would imagine it being easily around there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just curious. We'll see. It's a crowded. It's a very crowded. Yeah. Area to yeah. to try and. Well, I mean, even on the bigger scales, like during JBF and like you know the awards, and they were talking about those categories have like 430 entries. Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, narrowing it down to three, you know, it's it's just nuts. So I'm curious what Dylan uh, put his beer in as. There was another guy out of Paso who made it to round two, but uh, he's not one of the San Luis Obispo brewers. He's not not in the club. He's not a slob. He's not a slob. Um, Nobody knows who he is, but maybe we'll have to find out. Hmm. Track him down. Yeah. It might be somebody that just moved to the area or something. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Right. But um, he got a shout out in the email, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, going back to the topic we were beforehand, before we started, open up the new one. Uh, Lee, what have been some of your good and bad tap room experiences? Um. So you know, I whenever <laughs> I go to a tap room, like typically, you know, either I'm, either I'm with somebody or I'm by myself. <laughs> but all. <laughs> All the good and bad ones I can remember are when I was by myself. Because, you know, if I'm with somebody, then that's where my attention is with, you know. Sure. As opposed to being with the people, you know. Um, If I'm by myself, that's when I get a chance to really, like, kind of uh, get into the experience of the beer and the service and all that. Uh, I guess, like, you know, the worst one, I would say, was over in, uh, I always get them mixed up, of Fresno or Bakersfield. Uh, where's where's Fig, where's uh where's where's Barrel House? Is over in oh, the oh it's in Fresno. Oh, it's in Fresno. Okay, Vesalia, so, Thank you. So it was over in like Fresno area. Okay, and it was it was like the 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 girl the waitress came up and she was totally like oh I know all about these beers and this and that, and she was totally, like completely wrong, 
on all of them, you know, and I was, and that kind of just left a really bad taste. And then the beer was just kind of not great. And it, it was, and like, this is a brewery tap room. This is a, That's... a, this is a brewery restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've probably, I'm not going to say any names, but if you were familiar with the area, it's... I'm actually surprised because like I recently went there and had a really, really good experience, but probably I'm not for... saying it was barrel house. I'm saying it's in the same area that barrel house. Was oh, in. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> I just want to like start thinking of names. I know. Yeah, Sequoia. Know. You know what it is? Is it? Is it? It's not Tioga Sequoia. No, 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 no. They have a Sequoia Brewing there's Company. A Sequo- yeah, there's a no. Tioga Sequoia and Sequoia Brewing Company. No, 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 no. And this is in. Oh wait, so, okay. So this isn't mm. the Fresno Visalia. Like this is. It's in the like Fre- yeah, it's right over there, but it's right like over a, there. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They have like a little. I, I, I think it's like a seven in, barrel system. I don't know if he's in Visalia or like if he's in Fresno. I don't know where I was either, honestly. Fuck, I don't want to list names because I know. Yeah. Does it like starts with a B? But we're not gonna get B. I have no clue. Oh, is it a B I? No, it's a oh. B R. <laughs> I'm more confused now. <laughs> we'll <discuss, laughs> this is thrilling. <laughs> we'll discuss it later. Yeah. You know, and then you know, good times. See, and that's that's okay. That's for my ADD is a problem because then I have these excellent times, and I'm like, man, what a great, you know, experience I had at this place. And I totally forget. I totally space out and forget to remember who the brewery is, you know? Oh. And so I was up uh, Campbell, up in Campbell. Okay. You okay. know, up in like the San Jose San area. Yeah. And man, I went to this little cool spot and it was a it was a, a brewery restaurant thing. But, and when I go in, I always go in like super incognito and... You know, I just try to like, like, oh, what do you, what do you got? What do you recommend? You know, like, let me, let me just see where it's gonna take me. You know, sure. And and uh, either either two things happen. Either they go, okay, well, I'm gonna recommend you this and that, and, blah, 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 and they kind of are totally off the point, or or they start recommending things and they can like read the customer and figure yeah. out that this guy actually knows a right. little bit more than the average customer instead of walking and going like yeah. i know everything yeah yeah and yeah. then you know that's when they start being like oh and then there's this and this and this and this yeah. and so uh those are the ones that i find to be the best is when they kind of have that um ability to read the customer yeah. without like being blatant about it you know and uh, absolutely I don't remember the name of the place. It was great. I mean, but they totally were like they figured me out in like no time, and and they brought I, me all the best shit. So I was, mean, it's not necessarily I guess about always where's the best place, but just kind of having an idea of like what is good service. Like what is it like if you're seeing this in a place that you're going to, you're like, hey, that's appreciating that and realizing that not everywhere is going to put in that much effort, that much care. Yeah, you know? and like the thing that was always when I was thinking about it that I appreciate is if I'm in a place that I'm not used to. I go into an establishment, like there's usually one brewery that I'm going to go to that I know of. And I go there and I like to say like, where else should I go? Yeah. And if, yeah. cause there's sometimes that people won't tell you because yeah. they're like, Oh, it's our competition. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to stay here all day. I mean, I the have, it's not that Google. good. It's not yeah. that hard to figure it yeah. out. So it's like, I'm just trying to get local recommendations of what, you know, where you would drink. And so if people are like, Oh no, you have to go here try this beer go over here while you're over there. There's a, cool little Korean restaurant around the corner if you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Like the pl- the kind of places that are like, let me give you a lay of the land and give you different options. In yeah. um, a place in Agura Hills called uh, The Lab, which is oh, part yeah. of Twisted Oak. Mm-hmm. Or Twisted Oak? Is it Twisted Oak? I would yeah, it's, or, uh, it's Something Oak. Oak right? yeah. Something Oak. I forget if it's Live Oak, Twisted Oak. 
What's the one down there in the, just outside Santa Maria? That's oh, Naughty Oak. Naughty, Naughty Oak. Oak. Yeah, I think, I think it's Twisted Oak is what it's it is. It's something, yeah. And yeah. it's the lab of Twisted Oak. And I went in there and asked them that same question, and they just like started rambling off every single brewery that they thought I should go visit while I was in the area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really appreciate that, you know, because mm-hmm. now I don't got to waste any time going to yeah. all these little dog shit ones along the way. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's have uh, let's open up something uh, another beer. And then... Yeah. Yeah. Well, what is it? Uh, Nate brought it. Yeah. It's Super Funkadelic, a Goza-style ale with sea salt, key lime, and cinnamon from Dionysus Brewing. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Everything's kind of fine up till cinnamon. One of the best reasons about bringing <laughs> this is t- t- Tina hates cinnamon. What? Oh, well, I know. Okay, that's that's not that. It, she's like a she's a super taster for it too. It'll be like the last ingredient on something. Here you mm. go. Thank you. What about a uh, cinnamon roll? Nope. Not a fan, she huh? can't. Well, yeah, she can't. Um, so it. I can bring these ones here because normally I have to fight for which beers I'm allowed to take someplace. <laughs> I mean, she pays for a lot of beers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a lot of their cinnamon based beers are like, she's like, yep, because I'm going to drink it. But all in a goza, mm-hmm. sea salt sounds normal. Mm-hmm. Key lime sounds normal. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon doesn't sound normal. Mm, yeah, they do. I mean, you know, if, for those that don't know, Dionysus and Bakersfield, um, they're, they're a fun group. Uh, they, they're great guys. Kyle, I got, you know, you got to interview him at the yeah, Task Girl Fest. That was a, that was a good little. That was a good little... Kyle's a cool guy. Yeah, he's really down to earth. He's a kind of a really laid back guy. Um, but it was it was funny because definitely have, starting a sour brewery in Bakersfield always threw me off just a little bit. But he likes to have fun and do some fun stuff. Can you yeah. smell the cinnamon on it? No, not at all. It's all it's, it smells like sea salt and lime. It smells I'm, like a goza, yeah. I yeah. got a lot of lime. Yeah, a lot of lime. I'm actually really excited for this. I love gozas. Like they're... Probably my favorite on the, the sour style or like the, the tart style. And then the kind of that key lime and sea salt that almost sounds like this almost sounds like it's supposed to be like key Nate's lime. Nate's over pie. here smiling right now. <laughs> so it's a good beer. <laughs> Is it? Oh, that smells delicious. Right. You taste the cinnamon. Yes. Ch- cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. 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 I'm a little scared. <laughs> I know. I like the, I like the, it smells great. So I love to keep smelling it. He has literally raised it to his lips about like, five I, times. I like this a lot. I I'm so, easy. So got, I may be easy to please, right. but this is delicious. We got two folks saying it's awesome. This is like a key lime goza. Yeah. I mean, it smells. It smells. Key lime pie. Yeah. Yeah. Key lime and, yeah. No, I, I I know what you meant. And like, if the key lime, if the key lime pie had cinnamon in the crust or something like that, like just a little bit of it. To get a bit of that taste at the end of it. Oh, weird! I don't like it. We'll take. We'll take. I'm some. gonna be the. I'm gonna be the one that. No. Get yeah, okay. Well, that's fair. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember. Oh, it's just like a key lamb pie, though. Yeah. Do you want to spoil you something else? No, I'll suck this down. <laughs> we don't want you to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> suffer for your art. I want you to suffer a little bit. <laughs> it's weird. Like it's. Okay. He had to, he right. had to drink so, your homebrew. Now drink this. Like it. <laughs> it's just that it's. I don't know. It's, it's just different. different. It's just different. You have to go at it thinking it's a key lime pie. Yeah. If absolutely. they called it key lime pie instead of super funkadelic. Well, again, so like, like that's a super funkadelic pie. is their base beer for their all their gozas, and mm-hmm. then they fruit it with a ton of stuff. Um, I no, the other one's a Berliner's Field, um, but they they do too. Uh, they have a base beer for the that one, and then Berliner's Field, and they have different fruits in each of those. I mean, the sourness is like on point. Yeah, it's really good. It's not it's totally tight sourness. Perfect. 
all the other flavors are really great, but that cinnamon you, just makes it a little weird for me. Oh, do you are you generally not a uh, cinnamon in beer fan? I love like Jacavesa and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So yeah. I mean, like you know, it's just, uh, I mean, just, I guess it goes with I the think, style. Like I, I think mean, more cinnamon and like a darker, chocolatier beer. Okay, kind of idea. Well, we have but, another cinnamon beer on deck, so I mean, we can really we can, yes. Well, let's go to that one next and see what happens. <laughs> you know? I mean. I was gonna say we might be able to do that off off microphone. I just, yeah, I just think that if this was called a uh, key lime beer, key lime pie beer, I would be like, okay, yeah, that's so all in the marketing. I'm, so re- if I'm, I literally, I'm ready I'm just, for it in that case. Okay, you know? I'll just rip the label off next yeah. time. I just wasn't ready for it to yeah. be so like. So, so what we need to do is we need to create like a beer. It's like a dark, like really boozy stout, and then call it Penguin's Blood because that's just fucking not even kind of attached to it. <laughs> yeah. And you'd just be like, no, can't drink this just because of name alone. <laughs> is penguin I was blood expecting blue? Penguin's Blood, but there's no blood in here at all. <laughs> it's, it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not blubbery. Um, all right, I guess i kind of round it out. For taproom experiences for me, there's a lot I want to check out. Mm. Um, kind of places that I've been to that I really like. I, I like, I haven't been on a lot of them, so this is technically with a grain of salt, but out of every brewery tour that I've done, I like the breweries out of Placentia. Uh, it was a really like energetic guy, really like yeah. funny. Like that's where I got the brew cake term from earlier is or whatever. Is he funny like American Airlines stewardess funny or is he funny like an actual funny person? Lee, that reference is lost on me. So <laughs> you're you're going to well, you have know, to go on tour and find out yourself. <laughs> you know, they do like the... The, the 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 kind of jokey on, stuff. Yeah, you know? Nate's on yeah, board with me I here. Yeah. I think yeah. I, where I, you I, have to laugh because you're nervous because you're like this guy's gonna uh, like if I don't laugh the plane. Him, if I don't re- you know give yeah. him some sort of acknowledgement he'll continue to try harder and that's <laughs> yeah. just gonna go wow. exactly. it's gonna be bad for everybody. <laughs> but you don't want to laugh enough to give him too much encouragement. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think I think interesting places to visit and more like interesting that how similar they were, but. The Casa Agria, like the I location, love Casa Agria. and Salinas, like the Salinas Alvarado, are exactly the same. Where they're just in like industrial kind of well, like part, and it's not bad. It's like no, not like no, a I knock, don't. but I I just laughed because I went to the Salinas Alvarado first, and then several months later went to the uh, Casa Agria one, both times with my girlfriend, and she's just like, do. Do breweries most always do this? Like, do they all do that? Like, she doesn't. Like, she yes. doesn't go. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they. If oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's like Paso Poorhouse before Firestone took over everything on those blocks. Yeah, Paso Poorhouse was right over there. Or it was. You, in a, it was in a roll up. You walk through a roll up to get into the place. And that's the genius of the um, of Tin City. You take what would be fifty cents a square foot, yeah, and now you're selling it for two bucks a square foot, yeah. You know, by yeah, putting it all in one place. Yeah, almost every like the like Dionysus is an industrial park. Kind of San Diego, a lot of the breweries outside of the the main drag that's, will be industrial stuff. That's true. Yeah. So they are, but what I can I will say though, and I think it's partially because they're both in farming communities, um, Salinas and down in Oxnard area. You have to go through a lot of a bunch of fields, yeah. a bunch of fields and processing places. So mm-hmm. I could I could definitely see where you get that like. But it's but, I mean, you similar. think about it. A brewery is a factory. That's true. Yeah. It's know? also it's nice an industrial thing. There's very much a. It's also fun seeing that difference because again, you see that very industrial mm-hmm. kind of like sameness to this, and especially with Casa Agria, you walk in and it couldn't be any more different. 
Like they have right. like like a little game station or whatever, and like you sit amongst the barrels and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It is just a night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same with Alvarado too. I I want to go check out the Monterey one because we always it's, walk by. We just never have time. Yeah, it's different. That's, that's like a, totally a restaurant. yeah, yeah it's it's totally a restaurant, restaurant environment. Right. It's, it it fits like the. The other cities that are in Monterey, like the yeah. other places to stop that are in Monterey. Yeah, like Alvarado and Monterey, you've seen a hundred times already. Yeah, it, it's funny because if you go once you go in there, if you didn't know it was a brewery, you wouldn't know it was a brewery. Yeah, which I know it sounds dumb, but right. it's, it does. It, there's like there's some tank <laughs> stuff behind some glass. Do you guys? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys? I'm probably easy question to ask here, but do you like having those experiences at a tap room where you can see where the brewing equipment is? I like, do. Yeah. So like, okay, so you go to M Special in Santa Barbara or mm-hmm. in Goleta there, and like it's a it's a brewery, they're functioning brewery, but you really can't see any of the equipment. You know, you can kind of go over the side and look through the little glass window. Yeah. But you can't see any of it. And to me, like if you had just put a huge glass wall there instead. It would have been a hundred times cooler because well, I'd the, love like yeah. when you go to um, uh, institution. Yeah, I was going to say institution you know? exactly. To get it's, to the restroom, you yeah. have to go by the entire production facility. Institution in Camarillo. That's how. Killer. Yeah. That's how the old like tasting room at Firestone was. You yeah. had to kind of go through that back door, and you just see just the fucking yeah. giant room full of fermenters or whatever. Yeah, and I mean that's honestly why I like going to the OG CCB spot. Is like on Friday Sitting, at four o'clock, like, touching the tank. Yeah, you can just yeah. and they're and they're working in there. You know, yeah. Eric or Skyler, you know, are just. So in I'm there curious, like away. once they get to full speed ahead, how mm-hmm. it's going to be at the you know Hygera Street location. I, I am happy. Obviously, they're going to have people working around. Yeah, yeah. I am happy because whether it's someone saying that the other way, but I was in there the other day and talking to them and. Like everything seems to be going to the new place, but from what they're also saying is people have been still consistently going to the old place, and that makes me happy to hear. Because like par- partially, I was kind of well, Nate, Nate, you seem to have a comment on that. <laughs> well, it was only funny because I went there on Friday. I went try to go to Higuera on Friday to drop off some stuff for for some of the people <laughs> there, and. I spent 20 minutes trying to find parking. There was a line of cars going in. There was no parking. People were parking down by the Elks and by the drive-in. What? It was packed. And we're going to lose more parking in that parking lot. On what day? Friday. It was super packed. And I was talking to uh, some Cindy and... Yeah. Um, afterwards at, the, at Brendan's place last night, and said, yeah, it was. they were there. Her and Stormy were there, and it was just packed. And so and I gave up and went up to the, up to the OG spot and just dropped off the stuff there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, like they're, they're saying the OG spot is still doing well and still... Yeah, but like, the OG busy. spot has less parking spots than any brewery in the county. But here's the difference in that, because we actually talked about this. The difference that the OG spot has is that there's all that parking along the street and then up, and there's just neighborhoods right there. Yeah. The new spot doesn't have anything for a stretch like that's that. That's true. Like I'll probably just start parking at work. We need to Ubering. like open the Caltrans yard and park in there. I, yeah, <laughs> I actually turned down there hoping that it was just open. Yeah, the open gate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I couldn't park here. Whoops. Well, I'm I'm a county employee. Doesn't yeah. Do you have like a pass on your car or something? Yeah. So we were talking earlier about Nate's history with craft beer and all that, and uh, the other night I went to farmers market, and you know I, I'm just farting around and I see Nate. So I hey, what's up, man? And I, I look down at the booth, and it's like county uh, social services or something like yeah. that. And I was, I was thinking, wait a minute. What, what the hell is Nate doing here in this booth? I had no clue that you worked like a job outside of, of um, the industry. I thought you had worked in uh, distribution and was currently working in distribution. 
But um, well, I apparently mean, I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have. I can do the quick like summary on that. So I had a job for like 14 years, got laid off from that, um, had had made friends through the boardroom. And so I quickly got a job through the distributorship. Mm-hmm. I was there for about two years. For I, a CCD? Yes. I was, yeah, I was going to, yeah, the Miller Coors house. Um, and they have their, and their craft portfolio is ridiculous. Stones, yeah. Nevada, uh, yeah. New Belgium. It was fun. Um, I quickly found out distributor side of things was not good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a very distinct mindset. What do you mean by that? It's very aggressively sales orientated because you're in competition specifically with like the Anheuser-Busch house. Uh, there's a lot of can't be friends with certain people. You know, don't really? get too in it. Yeah, it's just the normal stuff, which I don't want to get too much into. Okay. But it just it was just a different. It just didn't feel comfortable, and. Uh, like I was telling Shane before, like Tina would come home from work and she had a super stressful day, but she got like a single mother who couldn't afford anything, packaged diapers, and she started bursting into tears out of happiness. Meanwhile, I busted my ass and I got a restaurant, an extra case of like Corona. (laughs) And I was working like 12 hour days kind of thing. It was was a lot of burnout. And I'm, you know, I was in my late thirties at that point, busted shoulder and everything. It's, it's a distributor slide things is a tough job. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, I give a lot of credit. Like it's, it's something that people don't see a lot of, what those people do. Like the guys that you see people stocking shelves in stores that are dropping stuff, but you don't realize that they've been working since 5 a.m. Ouch. They're, they're out there, and they work weekends a lot. The amount of holidays you get, not a lot. It's, it's, it's a hectic schedule. So, so you need a change of pace then. Yeah, and it's like and it itches the part of me that wants to like do good for people. So like I went to the county, but I'm still – actively obviously involved in the beer community and probably not the last the beer yeah. industry we'll see of me. Now you're just a passionate enjoyer. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of a passionate pusher. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> All right, guys. Um, coming, uh, kind of coming kind of towards the end here. I realized just mumbled that all. Uh, before we kind of get to the end bit, we have our favorite segment oh, right. for Nate. Uh, I originally had like three beers set in mind, but we kind of didn't get to them all. So we'll just do three beers that we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, okay. Your first choice. Okay. Is Super Funkadelic. Okay. Which you're currently enjoying, except for Lee. He's not enjoying it. I'm sucking it down. <laughs> he, he's sucking it down. He, he poured more. Yeah. So I didn't pour more. Oh, okay. I, you just grabbed no. it. Okay. Just take the picture. I took a photo from Dionysus. behind the scenes. <laughs> and uh, your second option is Destroyer of Galaxies. From Fieldwork Brewing Co. Okay. And your third and final choice, hopefully this isn't too shocking, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Okay. So your choices are Binge, Okay. which is to drink two cases in a week. You don't have to come home. You have seven days to drink through. You know what's funny? I think our our, our amount of time and volume of beer (laughs) changes every single time we do binge. I think it's only it's been like two cases per like two a week. Is it always been two cases? It's like I think that's what I've been capping it. I am changing bong (laughs) because I kind of looked this up, and the human stomach can only hold so much. So in all of these fantastical scenarios, so sixty four ounces can it hold sixty four ounces? It can hold thirty (laughs) two. I could push it. You probably could. We don't want to encourage that. So now it's a growlette. You have to binge uh, on the growlette. It's still a growler. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine, fine. Like hypothetical, you'd have to binge bong. You have to beer bong they the mean growler. Thirty-two ounces of food. This oh. is liquid. It doesn't take oh any space. Oh my gosh! And then you have to <laughs> bail. You have a barrel, 
uh, you just freshly made. It's tasting fantastic, but you just gotta Sparta kick that shit over into the drain. Okay, and, um, and you're strong enough to do that. Like in this scenario, like probably you could in real life, but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, you can just you know after a while it's just physics. Yeah. Um, so the binge is easy for me. It's Sarah Nevada Pale Ale. I knew that shit would be too easy, but all the other beers kind of were like, eh. Um, <laughs> the other. Hmm. So he's binging the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, because I probably did that when I was younger. <laughs> um, now he's got to beer bong a growler of either a triple IPA or a sour. Yeah, and that's what it really comes down to. Is like, well, do I want to either rip all the enamel out of my teeth, out of my teeth, or just go comatose? Yeah. And it does it have to be this super funk? Yes. Okay. Ones that we tried on the show. Then I. Uh, Sorry, Kyle. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, so wait, bin was it binge bong bong bong? So I have the bong, the field work, and the story of galaxies, and, and bail, bail and the super funkadelic. Funk. Yeah, oh, only sh- because it's not my favorite super funk. Sorry, Kyle. Oh well, we should we should. This is why we need video. We can actually make him pour out the rest of the bottle. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Even not being an avid lover of it, I would never encourage such a horrible thing to happen. Yeah, it, it's. I have a. It's. I. It, for me, honestly, like I love sours, but I do cap out pretty quick. Yeah, it, it yeah. can. Um. All right, that's all I kind of had. You guys have any like last parting words or anything you want to say? You can find me on Instagram at Sammy Bruce. I was gonna wait on that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, thank you. Okay, just, like pushing your name out there, just like <laughs> yeah, do it. it. Um, <laughs> Sorry to get up before you try to cut me off and not let me. I I'm never. Not, I'm always I, on the internet. <laughs> I never cut you off, Sammy Bruce. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, anything to add? No, I got nothing to add. Mine would just be try to treat everybody good. We there have a go. lot. We have a lot of bad. The beer scene can be a little toxic at times, a little competitive, a little rude. At the end of the day, we're just here to hang out and have beer. Yeah. Don't I don't be don't be you know don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. I don't think any of us could put it any better. Thank you, Nate, so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having uh, we me. We love having you here. I definitely have to come talk to you again sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this Lee jumped the gun. Time to plug social media. Uh, on <laughs> Untapped, you can follow me at BeerPope273. Uh, untapped, you can find me at Sammy Bruce. I think so, yeah. I think literally you guys have that conversation every single time. It's almost exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah, he never knows because he, never goes, he never goes on Untapped. Yeah, and I think it's the same with Instagram. Yes, definitely Instagram, you're Sammy Bruce. Yeah. Um, Nate? Uh, on Instagram, Nate Larson, N-A-T-E-L-A-R-S-E-N. On uh, on Twitter, it's N-A Larson, because some... Non-alcoholic Larson? Non-alcoholic Larson. Yeah. Some little kid in like Wisconsin has Nate Larson. What a dick. The, like, the only social media I don't have it on. Maybe you should get verified. I, I, oh. I looked into that. <laughs> Nate uh, Larson verified. Yeah, Trying to get it back. Because I actually had, <laughs> at, it's just getting so in the woods, but I actually had twitter.com slash Nate Larson, but through weird stuff. And this is going back to like 2007 kind of thing. So the kid got verified before you did. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, and then on tapped, I'm Nate Larson. N-A-T-L-E-R-S-E-N. Okay. You can follow the show along on Instagram at the Beer Pope, all one word. And you can follow Craft Beer Chronicles on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Beer Pope. And make sure to follow us on YouTube. We just started up our own YouTube channel with our video from the Central Coast Craft Beer Festival that Lee 
painstakingly worked on. Painstakingly. It's a a beautiful video. And yeah, we're at Craft Beer Chronicles on YouTube. Uh, We have the logo up from the show as well, the easy way to find us. And finally, the last plug, as always, for Tavor.com. Uh, use the code craftbeerchronicles10 at tavor.com to save $10 on your first purchase of $25 or more. They have started doing new IPA boxes where they'll send you about $70 worth of fresh 4.0 or higher rated IPAs. And it was uh, $70 shipped and they ship it to you immediately after you order it to get it to you as fresh as possible. Uh-huh. So if that sounds like your deal, by all means, use the code to get save some money. Uh, I want to thank, again, everybody here at the table. Thank you all listening Absolutely. at home. Please drink responsibly and cheers. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Adios.